0: Halloween Forever
1: Did you guys hear this thing about how the uh the most important part of cooking a turkey is actually the sound system that you have in your kitchen. Do you guys hear this? Oh, is it? I've never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah, apparently it's all about that based. Uh, Welcome, uh, boys and girls, to a (laughs) fucking holiday mini sode of Halloween's Forever. I'm Brian.
2: I'm Steve.
1: Who that boy over there? I'm
3: Louie from Haunted Hangover. We got a special
1: (laughs) guest on the podcast here this week. We got Louie from The Haunted Hangover. I imagine a lot of folks who are fans of Halloween is forever, probably also fans of The Haunted Hangover. I was fortunate enough to uh, to guest on there with you guys. Well, it was probably a good year ago now, right? Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> we've been talking about getting Louie over here, and uh, we are always slow and dragging our dragging our feet in terms of uh, what we're going to be, uh, you know, what our topics are going to be and that sort of stuff. So we say, you know what, let's pull the freaking trigger. It was a perfect opportunity. Meg ended up having uh, a conflict with some crazy work schedule we said we've been want we've been talking for a while about uh getting Louis over here so this ended up being a perfect opportunity the stars aligned he was able to jump on here with us uh for a very festive pre-thanksgiving or thanksgiving week episode yin's guys might even be uh listening to this while you're while you're doing a little festive cooking for your family so you might be able to glean some culinary tips from this particular episode that you can utilize <laughs> with your friends and family. I sure hope you do. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite food uh, scenes or eating scenes or cooking scenes, all things culinary horror. Uh, we're going to be talking about here today uh, as this is, of course, the season of uh, of um, of gluttony. That's what I like to, at least I like to um, kind of, Put my blame, like misdirect my blame projected onto other people. So when I eat like a fucking pig, I could just say, like, well, that's what everyone does. You know what I mean? That's how I <laughs> cope with it. But yeah, if you haven't listened to The Haunted Hangover, go ahead and uh definitely check it. I was actually thinking before we got on, I was like, it's kind of a weird role reversal because our show is called Halloween is Forever. And certainly we talk about Halloween a lot. We do a lot of Halloween centric things, but Typically speaking, it's just broadly horror movie. Yours mm-hmm. is called uh, Haunted Hangover, but it's more specifically Halloween. <laughs> You're right. yeah. not, all, not only exclusively Halloween, no. but you guys talk about the holiday a lot more.
3: Yeah, like our show, it's kind of, it's strange because we've been doing it now for like three years and mm-hmm. we've evolved over the, the three years yeah. we're bringing in, we're bringing in other uh, other aspects you know mm-hmm. just kind of talking about other things because honestly you can stretch Halloween so thin you know what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong there's a lot to talk about and we've only scratched the surface but mm-hmm. predominantly we're a Halloween podcast and um mm-hmm. we've got you know we're Halloween podcast and channel I should say because we do have a YouTube channel and there's a lot mm-hmm. of video components. To what we do, you know, and I review, I review haunted attractions and events and exhibits and stuff like that as well. Um, But the last year, I'd say we've, you know, we focus on the spooky nostalgia side of things, which, which isn't necessarily horror, but it can also be. TV shows that are for you know for children, maybe family sure. stuff, which wouldn't necessarily be like what would you consider something like if the monsters or the Addams Family? Like that's yeah, not really it's horror. like horror adjacent. <laughs> adjacent, yeah. 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 And then and then stuff growing up, you know, like My Pet Monster. If you were to mention My Pet Monster, we talk yeah. about something like the Big Frank toy from like 94. Five or 96. I'm it's looking really at my
1: far, uh. I'm looking at my Big Frank right here. You said exactly. he's right <laughs> off. <screen>. Brian, don't <laughs> <mine's>, say that. <laughs> my,
3: mine's, <I> do. about, <laughs> listen, mine's about two feet away from me, too. I can yeah. grab him if I want. Oh, but. I also didn't specify.
1: I call my dick Big Frank.
3: I did not
0: specify. <laughs> <that>. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my, uh, uh,
3: I don't no, call no. my dick Big Frank. He has a different name. I don't want to repeat it here. But yes, uh, <laughs> that you know, we've, we've grown over We have Anthology Obscura now where we talk because I'm a big fan of anthology television and films. Yeah. So, like, we talk about – it's almost a spinoff, but it's still – it's under the same umbrella Right. we talk about anthology television, horror mm-hmm. films. We, you know, we, we kind of try to go with the holidays. So, like, the holidays are happening right now. So, sure. we try to cover, you know, Christmas and stuff like that too. Yeah. So, it, we're, we've evolved. We've evolved. But Halloween is always the main focus and just kind of what we, you know, talk about. Yeah. That's That's yeah. it. You know, and just all aspects of the holiday – film, TV, traditions – Yep. everything every all aspects of halloween love Talk halloween about
1: Talking about what bad kids do on Halloween, shit yes, like that's that. that's one of Dave's favorite the, topics. I, I, yeah.
3: <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, always I, talking about shitty kids. That's one of his favorite things. <laughs> shitty <so>. kids Halloween. <laughs> he was talking about
1: that, which we were talking about. I think it came up on our show, which is like the quintessential 90s shitty kid Halloween costume, yes. which is like jeans, a black hoodie, and a super cheap like Walgreens Jason mask. That's, that's like the shitty kid Halloween starter kit.
3: Yeah. that's uh, <laughs> that's That's Dave's like favorite thing of all he loves devil's night the day before yeah, yeah. halloween and he loves like shitty kids and that's just <laughs> what he it always comes up like i feel yeah. like we've probably repeated our listeners are probably like all right dave shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> shitty kids we get it but it always comes up man shitty kids and halloween go hand in hand i guess they that's also, just it's a shitty
1: kid holiday for sure throwing eggs sh- man be that's, your shittiest that was me you yeah. know skateboarding Same. around with a, with a with a freaking uh book bag full of eggs and toilet paper see that was a good Kid,
3: I was actually pretty well behaved. So I was always just—I was the one dressed up as like Freddy Krueger and just—I yep. just wanted candy and watch horror movies. I wasn't that shitty. Dave was the shitty kid. Oh, you yeah. shitty kids! But I was yeah. not one of them. Oh, so I was a shitty kid. I was a very <laughs>
1: shitty kid. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so a lot of crossover interest here, as you might imagine. Uh, obviously, goes without saying. Go check them out. I was actually just listening to you guys' episode a few days ago as you know i i listen to all the episodes but i uh the i am psyched to check out that halloween party in philly that you guys talked about next week because oh, i the i work museum. in philly yeah. yeah i live in pet pittsburgh but i work in philly so i'm out there almost every week and i'm definitely checking that uh, that out that yeah. sounded fucking awesome yeah I want to check a... it.
3: I didn't get to go. He went, and I was. <laughs> oh, that's was, right. That's right. Yeah, Dave I went. was. I was gonna. I wanted to go, but I was so busy this October. Yeah. Um So I didn't get a chance. So, but th- next year I'm definitely going because I love that. that museum's pretty yeah. dope. So. I, I think can't Mike's imagine. Been there actually, mm. yeah, I can't imagine what a Halloween party would be like at at, at the a medical meter. oddity,
1: yeah. medical <laughs> oddities museum. Yeah. Babies
3: in jars and shit, like around in ourselves. Know, so What's that more sounds, festive than babies in yeah, jars? That's on. what
1: I always say. I try What's to put more? them on the Christmas tree. My wife's all mad about it.
3: <laughs> What's um, more Halloween than that? There you go.
2: God, that's a real problem. If you put your drink down and you <laughs> oh pick up, you put your drink down, and then you pick up a medical jar.
3: <laughs> Funny and enough. all this. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough that was my biggest disappointment because when we were talking about it we were just talking about like the Halloween like the 2022 Halloween season I was mm-hmm. talking to Dave and I'm like Wait, so the party's not in the museum. It's in, like, a hall next door, or like, in the same building. And I was a little disappointed yeah. because I thought you'd be next to, like, a two-headed whatever oh, okay. and yeah. like, drinking a beer. But, no, it's, it's like you I'm get to walk to through out, it and then the I'm trying to drop, like, party.
1: eyeballs in people's drinks and shit like that. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm trying to vandalize the place. I, wa-
3: I want to be next to the grossest thing when I'm drinking a beer and eating french fries at a Halloween party. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I want. So yeah. that sounds like a real Halloween party to yeah. me. So,
1: yeah. If I'm not right on the edge of just uh, being arrested or vomiting, that's the only things I want to have happen. <laughs> Come the on. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into uh, uh, before we get into the topic a little bit. We got a couple of little things we got to discuss here. First of all, as is tradition, boys and ghouls, what are we drinking today? You guys, you guys got some beers or what do you got? I got some beers. What do you got, Steve? What kind of beers you got?
2: I got a beer. Wow. Picked it up from abjuration down there mm. in
1: McKee's Rocks. Oh, this is going to be one of them damn gloop-gloppers, ain't it?
2: No. Watch <laughs> really? this. Watch this All game. Right. Watch this. <laughs> Schwarzbier.
1: Oh, the Schwarzwald. Schwarzbier.
2: 4.9%. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice and roasty.
1: Nice. nice. Dude, yeah. Look at Steve. It's a coming-of-age tale. It's not-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I also picked up a gloop glob while I was there. because they I had, know you did. Because they had, they had uh, a Mountain Dew Black Cherry slushy.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. That they also put
2: out, so I got yeah. that and uh, got yeah. that and got my Schwartzband.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I Listen, have two get... I have two modes, yeah. gross and classic. <laughs> and you're, I mean, cla- real, you're real two-faced in that way. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Louie, what do you got? You got anything over there? Just uh, just coffee, man, caffeinated. Yeah. If I drank yeah. a
3: beer, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to function right now. It's Sunday, so it's, uh, yeah, it's the Listen. holy day. I don't. know drinking for me. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't partake it's, on the Sabbath. No, we all know. Yes, this. it's we Sunday, all know man. This. No, no. Just left uh, church, came here to record yeah. and
3: talk about uh, dead yeah, babies you, like we were just talking about. So.
1: Lou, Louis just got out of the confessional. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell. Confessing um, all my sins. <laughs> I, I, I actually did the same thing. I got some coffee here, but I'm also drinking. I'm balancing my uppers and downers here, guys. I got a little uh, – actually, from Philly, um, I got a little uh, holler towel pills from Human Robot mm. uh, Brewing Company, which they that make – some tremendous classic lager beers. This is their Halotow Pills, one of their kind of, I don't know if they make it year round, but it's one of their more standard ones you see all the time, but it's just freaking tremendous. So I'm getting getting down on one of those. I had a Primanny's brother sandwich for lunch. I had a little work thing at the Primanny's, had a couple Hellas, had a couple, uh, had a little, little Gabagool uh, Primanny's. Um, so I'm all freaking psyched up. I got indigestion, heartburn already. I'm ready to fucking jump in. To some appetizing horror, but we got one more thing we got to do, first of all. Um, if you listen to last week's episode or perhaps even if you're new to the show, one thing that uh, we do on a monthly basis in the first Monday of every single month is we do a showdown episode. How that works is we had a big old spinny wheel full of topics. They could be subgenres, They could be particular performer, whatever. It's a, just a bunch of topics. We spin that wheel three times and we get three potential topics for our showdown episode. We put it out there on the social medias for all our friends and listeners to vote on. Uh, and then once we have that topic, we each pick a movie associated with that topic. We argue about it. We, you know, somebody's going to get a jackknife powerbomb. Somebody's going to put in the Boston crab, uh, you know, no holds barred. And then ultimately somebody gets to take them that son of a bitch and strap that shoulder candy, that championship belt for the month. Uh, listen guys, I'm not trying to make a big deal about it. But your boy's the champ right now. I got my belt. I've been walking around. I've been cruising into Giant Eagle, getting my chip chop, ham, sl- thro- just tossing that belt around, just showing everybody who's boss uh, for the, uh, the November showdown episode. We had three topics for the December showdown. First one was British horror. The second one was the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And then the last one was Kaiju Big Battle which is uh, basically any kaiju sans uh, Godzilla because we want to give him his own show. Um, the winner. Sure. Everyone's doing an imaginary drum roll in their head right now. Perhaps no surprise. The nightmare on Elm street franchise. However, I will say, uh, it was a it was a barn burner. It was a slobber knocker. It came down to just a few votes uh, between British Horror and Nightmare and Elm Street. Actually, were exactly tied on the Instagrams, which is quite rare. Uh, so we did have to go to Twitter for the. Um, uh, for the tiebreaker. And it is Nightmare on Elm Street. So reminder, guys, we're doing what's called Secret Satan uh, for December. It's kind of our take on Secret Santa, where we're actually this time going to have some listeners who have signed up already on the Instagrams. If you haven't already, go to our post. It's got a big red Santa devil looking guy on that post and comment or shoot us a DM and just say, hey, I want to be considered for the Secret Satan episode. So we're going to put everyone who puts their name in the hat on that same old big ass spinny wheel we get our top Topics from, and we are going to determine three people who are going to pick Nightmare on Elm Street movies for us to watch, and then each one of us is going to have to defend one of them and fight it out. Uh, like I said, no holds barred, extreme rules apply, uh, and someone's going to take home that some bitch and strap for the month of December. So get ready, put your name in the hat over there on the Instagrams, send us a DM or comment on that post, and then uh, if you get picked, we'll notify you. And then you get to pick a Nightmare on Elm Street movie for us. Um, guys, I'm not the kind of person that likes to drop hints for for Christmas you know, presents. I like to be surprised. But hint, hint, Dream Warriors, <laughs> I would prefer it. I would prefer it if given the opportunity or the first one. Um, although I am going to talk about neither of those today. I'm going to talk about a completely different one. I,
2: I wouldn't mind something new.
1: Oh, Steve <laughs> Steve's gonna go out on a limb here Alright, fine, fine, And I'm not talking yeah. about the
2: remake, please don't, not the remake
1: Oh, <laughs> I was hoping that people were gonna take that As their suggestion <laughs> I will
2: clarify <laughs>
1: Um, you're a big fan, Louie, of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Of course. Yeah. I think
3: if you're not a fan, you get your, like, horror card taken away. Yeah, you don't you like it. Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I don't you think I've it. ever met a horror fan who's like, hey, I hate those yeah. movies. Yeah, not a big Freddy guy. Yeah, you don't hear yeah. that very often. Who, who um, likes, who cares about those movies? No, I yeah, love Freddy. But, Freddy's the man. I just
1: watched, I just watched, uh, the fir- rewatch the, fir- which I've seen a hundred times, but that was actually my, uh, my watch, um, on Halloween, or it wasn't the night for Halloween I watched first one and good god that movie is just so fucking good every time i see a, a johnny depp explode into a, a <laughs> volcano of blood my god um what's your favorite if you had to pick one in the franchise what's your favorite
3: i'm uh it's weird i'm a sucker for part four the yeah. dream master like I, yeah. I love part three don't mm-hmm. get me wrong I, th- I think most people they say dream warrior dream warrior that, that one
1: number one and number three have got to be like the two big favorites right yeah
3: i'm i'm weird i'm like one of those people that's a big fan of like the late 80s fred like i actually like part five like the whole comic mm. book scene and all that stuff but part yeah, four that's cool. is probably my favorite one i love the soundtrack to that movie mm. like oh, the, yeah, i have the killer. vinyl it's amazing like the songs <laughs> on it and everything on, on yeah. that are, are great and just the overall like her getting all her friends powers and then fright like fighting freddie in that church at the end like yeah it's a know, great just, climactic I, part scene Part four is always yeah part four has always kind of been my it takes elements from the third one that i love so mm. much with all the dream powers and everything and yeah. then Rolls it, up, like rolls, rolls it all up into one person. And mm-hmm. she, was is it Alice, the character's name, if I remember correctly? I think Alice? so. That
1: sounds right. I would yeah yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. And, you know, she's a babe, respectfully, too, so that helps, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, part yeah. four... <laughs> part four... Yeah, I'd say part four. Part four is probably my favorite one. Whoa, well, hey, we
1: might be talking about part four here <laughs> on this listen? particular episode. So oh, we'll get yeah, on you're a, right. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> one of my favorite uh, scenes of the entire franchise is in part four, which we'll talk yes. about because it does pertain to food here in a second. Yeah. Yes. Steve, yeah, I just Steve,
3: realized that. Yeah.
1: Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. Big big Freddie versus Jason guy. Yeah. 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 Steve's that's one of Steve's favorites, which is oh, fantastic. I love would that one. one count for this uh for this coming up? I think so. Oh, I yeah. mean, personally, yeah, I would say movie. that it probably should. It's a Freddie. He's prominently right. displayed. Although I would say it is maybe no i was gonna say it's maybe it's more even. of a jason movie than a freddie movie but it's In the even. middle man yeah. they're both yeah. important in that one yeah plus I Freddy's like, name comes first so you it does. So, yeah. so. I d-
2: like i like it i re it recently mm-hmm. and it's some of the just like there's some just very 2003 stuff that oh, yeah, doesn't for hold sure. up and i'm just like is ah. soundtrack, yeah. rules, that
3: soundtrack yeah. is awesome <laughs> it reminds me of like being like 20 years old yeah. like 19 yeah. and when it came out does so. it have
1: some like real new metal edge oh yeah shit it's like it. kill switch
2: engage yeah. and shit okay. like that yeah el
1: nino and like <laughs> oh yeah uh, see there yeah. or whatever yeah, it's, uh, Seether. oh my god
3: yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah. listen every it's got a lot of bangers on it that's a great soundtrack i still yeah. i'll still throw it on <laughs> occasionally just to reminisce if, if so. i was gonna
1: say that i don't we for some reason, Corey Taylor comes up pretty often in our podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know why. Uh, well, maybe because he's in the horror community, and we yeah. talk. Well, did we talk polarizing about
3: polarizing figure? From what I've, yeah. uh, I don't follow yeah. it too closely, but from what I've heard, very some people well, like him that or hate him. Bad so.
1: candy or whatever. Which yeah. I think he was just in it. I don't think that was his movie, but uh, that was a fucking stinker. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't, uh I, don't, I don't. I don't. Listen, I'll fuck with some Slipknot. All right, guys, let's get into this topic. Once again, we're going to talk about uh, you know, in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about the movies that we give thanks for or the scenes we give thanks for that pertain specifically to the culinary arts, whether it be uh, eating. We're all gourmands here. We all like this is well established. I mean, Steve's got stuffing. Gourmands. <laughs> <Gormons. Gormons. laughs> we are. Uh, that's a t-shirt right there, guys. Um, so we're going to jump into this son of a bitch here. And guys, if you don't mind, we're going to do ten of them uh and there's three of us so do the math i'm gonna do four (laughs) one (laughs) of us gotta do four uh so i'll start off just because i i have uh four of them but let's get right into it because we were just talking about it uh my first pick is nightmare on elm street part four the dream master and i'm talking about that damn meatball on the pizza scene iconic that's yeah. an
3: iconic Freddy scene right there. Oh,
1: that's the first one. <laughs> I thought food in horror movies. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's entire movies that are about, you know, food and and, yeah. and 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 you know something pertaining to horror and food. This is one particular scene in one movie, but it's so fucking gross <laughs> um, and so cartoonish and weird and wild. And that's what I love about the Friday, the or, I'm sorry, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is they'll do whatever because it's dream logic right you just you get you really have the ability to do whatever so just to kind of set the set the set the table if you will um here's how uh here's what the scene breaks out i would urge you if you haven't seen it watch the whole movie but even if you're just curious check it out on youtube um he's got um (laughs) humans on meatballs on pizza which i thought maybe that is made more sense to play out from a practical effects standpoint but when i think pizza toppings my brain doesn't you know you lit, said list 10 pizza toppings meatball might not be on the top 10 mm-hmm. so it was kind of an a, kind of an interesting choice to make them little meatballs um Maybe a pepperoni, maybe a sausage. You know, maybe a mushroom. Nope, meatball.
3: <laughs> I guess kinda it's strange. because yeah, you can correlate it with like someone's head, kind of. I guess which is yeah. when, you, when you watch the scene, it's like faces. You know, on the yeah, maybe the they meatballs. needed something
1: spherical. I kind of thought Practical. maybe they need to they need to like puncture it because uh, spoiler alert, when they puncture it, some goo comes out. Uh, cause Freddie is of course <laughs> leaning over top of the pizza, you know, with his, with his gloved hand, uh, and he's, uh, and he stabs, you know, with his, with his blade stabs one of them and then goo kind of comes out, uh, <laughs> and the little meatballs are screaming and stuff like that. I, I can direct, I, like my love for the scene and the scene, you know, just being carved into my brain, um, is I think a lot to do with the fact that I loved, um, food fighters the action figures when i was little no yeah, food yeah fighters i, remember I have those, yeah. i have all my food fighters still and i freaking adored food fighters and so i don't know this idea of violence and food <laughs> well maybe was was you know uh, ingrained in me at a young age but i remember the first time i saw this scene i was like this can't be real this is like a fever dream." yeah
2: <laughs> i think you have to look at like when did meat lovers pizza become popular at mm. pizza hut yeah and it's like that's maybe why it was meatballs they're like we're gonna do yeah. a little crossover you know it's like everybody's in the <laughs> yeah. pizza hut and meat lovers right now it's the 80s let's get it going oh and
1: if <laughs> any franchise would have leaned into a corporate sponsorship mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been nightmare on elm street right because they put freddy on fucking especially in the everything. late 80s yeah, yeah. dude
3: I, it's funny i just did a video recently reviewing a bunch of, and i know i'm going on a tangent here but yeah. i was just talking about different freddy items Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah, I listened to so. f- it. Was in, yeah, it, was in, it was actually in our, our Halloween special last year. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, I should say. <laughs> the last yeah, year. Yeah. But the year's already over in my mind. You're already moved on, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this past October, our Halloween special, I had a segment where I, I picked items, uh, like Freddy items. And three yeah. of them were like literally geared towards children and all from 89. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm surprised he didn't have any food tie-ins in the late 80s. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, you would have thought he would have, because, I mean, yeah. they, they definitely, like, <sighs> horror cross merch was was a big thing around this time. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, you had freaking Freddy 1-900 numbers, I think yeah, you guys yeah. talked about, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I know he's not the most appetizing-looking no. human being in the world. His face almost looks like, you know, they always try to get that perfect stretch of cheese when they pick That's up the piece of pizza in the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost what his face <laughs> looks like. Maybe they could have went that direction. But uh, not uh, not the most appetizing thing in the world, but...
3: There's a there's one thing about that I don't even know if you mentioned it, but doesn't he have that line soul food? Oh yeah, in, that is soul food, yeah, which is great. Like that's a great Freddy one liner. <laughs> um, and also another really cool thing about that scene that I always liked, and it's again the effect mm. is they obviously built a giant pizza. Yeah, and yeah. people are actually sticking their heads through it and then when they cut to like the wide like shot of robert Englund as freddy you can tell yeah. they built a like small little meatball with a face on it moving <laughs> with i like, guess like a little animatronic it's a little it's like, like, like puppet yeah it's like mouth is moving it's hilarious it's both <laughs> yeah. hilarious. it's it's like what's funny is I, I remember seeing that scene as a kid and not being scared of it mm-hmm. but it's just being so bizarre and strange yeah scared of it
1: in like the in in the way that you're like people would do this and that's wild like they built a set piece that is a giant pizza and put people's faces (laughs) on it like just there's so few like that scene is that would be obviously like a cgi thing now in most instances it would look like Uh, shit now honestly and it would look awful it would look horrible yeah yeah so
2: it's just and that pizza is from the double dare set is it really (laughs) no
1: <laughs> oh man, I would have believed it. Yeah, Dude, I've been, I've been happy watching Hulk Double Line Dare all sinker. week.
3: That's funny you <laughs> mention that. I've literally been watching old Double Dare episodes all week. I'm terrible. It just made me <laughs> think of
2: it because everybody, yeah, there yeah. was that big pizza on Double Dare that everybody yeah. would comb through. <laughs>
3: You're well, right. I I, mean, I haven't got to that season yet, so I'm still way in the early, the early years of Double Dare. Oh, okay, pizza, I think was a little like into the 90s. Yeah, that's that yeah. the production better. Yeah.
1: yeah, the production value went up a little bit. Mark yeah. Summers started writing them big fat checks, and um, it was well. I don't know if he was producing by that point, but I definitely was like, uh, I was in because. Uh, spoiler alert for one of my net later picks, we're going to talk a little bit about Killer Clowns and, uh, of course, Ernest Scared Stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the creature, the, the, the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid is basically repurposed, uh, uh Kyoto Brothers props yeah. from, mm-hmm. from Killer Clowns. So, yeah. I fully believed that that was gonna be the case, Steve. I would have believed it, I would have went hook, line, and sinker on that. Um, but all right, which one do you guys want to go first? Which one would you throw in your first one? Um, I, I kind of want to go. Simply All because
2: right. it, it's funny enough that my, uh, the the scene is not uh, featuring Freddy, but the movie mm-hmm. features Freddy for a second. All right. And I'm going to talk about Critters 2, Oh yes, the main course. And we're going to talk <laughs> about the hungry heifer scene. But there is a scene later in the film where Freddy actually pops up as a cardboard standee. <laughs> yeah,
3: dude. Dude, yeah. you want to hear something funny? That's one of my like I I have that memory. In my I remember watching that on TV and always wishing that he turned into Freddy because that's like the whole thing is that mm-hmm. whoever they look at they can turn into a, what are the bounty hunters right yeah the bounty, the bounty hunters, hunters actually, are yeah.
2: aliens from outer space and they yeah. have the ability to turn into whoever they look at
3: it would have been amazing if he turned into Freddy cuz like yeah. new line owned those cats like he should have just had him as Robert like Freddy Robert England the whole movie that would have been amazing it would have been <laughs> he, fucking perfect
1: with the with the big blaster and shit yeah right yeah, missed yeah. Opportunity. <laughs> yeah. you got you, you got to wonder if they tried for
2: it and then just like it fell apart like in the last stages because because like the way it's filmed is like the the bounty hunter isn't on screen while they're looking at the freddy standee so they were mm. maybe thinking of isolating it later and then that would have yeah. been cool yeah an opportunity th- man <laughs> yeah and then i think the gag would have been that freddy would have been eaten by the critters because shortly after that scene is when that bounty hunter gets killed yeah mm-hmm. so like wow the, yeah.
3: Yeah, they could have totally done it then. Even yeah. if they had Rob Langer for like you, a day or two.
1: Yeah. yeah, you wonder if they were like setting it up, and they were like, "Hey, if we can close this deal on this, maybe we can make this happen." Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, it didn't come to fruition. And
2: then the producer, <laughs> misconnections, <yeah>. guys, misconnections. <laughs> the producers of Nightmare or the owners of Nightmare probably backed out. They're like, "Well, we can't have Freddy get killed on screen. That sucks." You yeah, know? not by the maybe. critters, <laughs> not by, not by anybody but the critters.
3: anybody but <laughs> <It's>,
0: the critters.
2: <laughs> well, they were, it was both new lines
3: So like, right, like yeah. critters yeah. is like sea. Le- it's like sea level, I guess. They were <laughs> just like let's and freddy's like our golden <laughs> boy right now we don't yeah, want yeah. him getting fucking, our number like, one like, yeah, yeah we don't want him getting fucking murdered by a bunch of fuzzy little creatures so <laughs> that's like that's like
1: tony the tiger you know getting getting killed by like a quisp alien or something like that i don't know yeah. like you can't let your number one guy go out like that it's Damn. gonna mess up the whole hierarchy it's rocked by a
0: multi-meal dino <laughs> that's but oh, yeah man. so
2: the the bombing hunters couldn't turn into Freddy, but they could turn into eddie deason so that's you know something <laughs> you that's go. important
1: but yeah um, the, this scene is wild this by scene the rules <laughs> and it is it does.
2: and it's so much of just obvious gremlins takeoff at this point oh
1: yeah it's it's basically a diner version or a buffet version of the bar scene from yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. and so Uh, you get an early setup of the hungry heifer which is like this small it's a burger joint in a small town and mm -hmm. it's managed by eddie deason but Mm -hmm. uh the critters are you know the whole thing is they eat all they do is eat Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. they find themselves in the Hungry Heifer. They're taking over the salad bar. Remember when <laughs> Wendy's had salad bars? <laughs>
1: well, well, oh, wow. This is what say is like that lettuce. That was some Taco Bell lettuce. Mm-hmm. That wasn't salad bar lettuce. That was <laughs> no, like shredded, shitty Taco Bell lettuce. But you know it flies. It's like confetti. It yeah. just flies. Everywhere. It looks better on camera. <laughs>
3: right. right. <laughs> that has to be why they they have a shred. Yeah. So.
2: But yeah. So the the bounty hunters come into town and they go into the Hungry Heifer because everybody's standing outside, you know, screaming for help, asking. for trail yeah the bounty hunters go inside and you know, they the critters are just tearing up the joint going to town and in the uh, like the whole time you hear like little under the breath like jokes that they're making each other like <laughs> i'm
1: it. gonna flip this <laughs> <laughs> <And it's like, laughs> yeah flipping the burger. Yeah. this is like this is like uh uh the munchies remember we talked mm-hmm. when we talked about munchies mm-hmm. when they st- had to have stole this from critters i mean you don't really get it in Gremlins that much, but when they're, like, fighting or whatever, so there's a big chaos is ensuing. Yeah. And the background, you just hear one of them go, where are the munchies? <laughs> like, this just reminded me of that. Like, yeah. you just hear these little things in the background. Yeah, and
2: it, it goes throughout the whole movie, but, yeah, it it, it just carries, you know, uh, carries the critters as, like, a funny kind of standout, again, from the Gremlins, mm. but they're also more violent. Uh The other thing about this scene, though, is just... When both of the bounty hunters come in, they have these telescoping cannons, and then you just get a—it's f- like a funny visual joke of the one, you know, the one male bounty hunter extends his cannon, and mm-hmm. then the other bounty hunter who has taken the form of a female extends her cannon. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it seems
2: to be just a little bit bigger, but
1: <laughs> it's a little foul fa- Yeah, the whole thing is a little—it's fa- a very phallic joke. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. And is then is the still critter's Johnny noticed.
3: Steele in the second one. I forget. Is is it is, that actor came back right from the first one that was like the Johnny Steele, like Power of the Night? That guy from the first one. It's him again in the second one, right? So, one yeah. Of the it, uh, I
2: forget. Yeah, the, I believe the original Bounty Hunter came back. Mm-hmm. And then, because yeah. um, the Bounty Hunters are named Ugg and Lee, oh, <laughs> which is good you, enough. Was, yeah. And then the <laughs> yeah. uh, the town drunk from the first one, who is now a Bounty Hunter also yes, came yes. back
3: yes yes yeah. yes so i have to re-watch critters man it's been i have the box set. it's been it's been a minute it's been a while since i've, I've yeah, watched I all I
1: seen. i forgot how fun critters 2 was i saw the first one not that long ago like i watched the first one when they did the uh you know the thing on uh was it shutter they did like the shutter exclusive oh, oh like yeah. the scariest critters. scenes or no no they a did show, a critters TV show, show. Oh, yeah, they did yeah, it. Yeah. oh okay a, a series like that's probably a couple years ago now yeah uh, or maybe even three years ago but it was like not long after shutter started it was oh, the okay.
3: early years of, of shutter yeah. yeah i remember that wow i forgot about that too <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> poor critters I mean,
3: getting no love
1: <laughs> and it wasn't great i'll be honest with no. you but i did make me go back and watch the first critters and i didn't rewatch the second one um until you know, Steve, Steve. Steve sent me his list, and oh, yeah. this movie's so fucking. It's fun. it's
2: so funny, just up and yeah. down. Like, well, the one where they're he, all fun he, for yeah. the most part.
1: When he blasts, you know, so like Steve said, they got these like telescoping like blasters, which you think it's gonna be like a Gatling gun, but they're like cannons. They're just yeah. Really yeah. blowing them up. <laughs> and the one, it just like skims the top of his head, like, and just takes the hair off the top of his head. Yeah. He <laughs> looks in the mirror and makes some little <laughs> grumbling noise, and then it translates in subtitles to him looking in the mirror and going. Bitchin. Bitchin.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, so silly.
3: <laughs>
1: this scene is such a
2: concentrate of like gags really quickly. Yeah. Because you get that yeah. one. You get one where one of the critters gets blasted onto the flat top that another critter (laughs) is cooking on and he's like flipping burgers and then he just starts pushing down and making smash burgers (laughs) out of his buddy (laughs)
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, he's got like a spatula
0: yeah (laughs) like one's
2: eyes bug out like a cartoon character another like they're all freaking out and then my favorite one is the one right after the scalp scalping is one gets blasted into the deep fryer
1: Oh, that's great, because they linger on it for, yeah. for a few seconds, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like this
2: grossest, like they had to build a whole new puppet, but it's the grossest <laughs> one because it has no skin, it's bright red, and it's just yeah, screaming. Yeah,
1: its has gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, <It's> just literally <laughs> looks like a chicken wing face, oh you know, yeah. in there.
0: <laughs> but
3: Poor Critter, he Yeah, got deep fried. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: oh so good
2: i put this one lower on my list though because like even though it's funny and everything it's an easter film so it's not a thanksgiving film
1: (laughs) Mm, (laughs) it is an easter
2: film yeah Yeah. because the the whole the whole conceit is they the eggs get mistaken for easter eggs
1: oh my god you're right i totally forgot about that portion that portion and then you have
2: you have the easter bunny getting attacked Bot, like yeah. there's a guy playing an Easter bunny at a Sunday service.
3: Wow. I never realized that. Now I know. Now I know what to cover during uh, an
0: eight- April. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go. I forget if critter, is Critters 2 the first time there was a giant critter. I can't remember I, if
2: it was the first one, but it's definitely, it does have the giant critter. Giant
1: when critter. they all get together into a big ball. Mm-hmm.
3: There's like a, no, then there's one that there's a giant version oh, of yeah, the critter. Oh yeah, you mean the large one. The yeah, large I was going to say, because yeah. they do form oh, okay. the ball in this no, one. The ball
2: yeah, so too, there's yeah. a giant ball and then there is a larger critter, critter but it's yeah. actually one of the bounty hunters in disguise.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I remember that vaguely. I remember there being yeah. just like a big critter. Yeah, um, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the third one's the one that has Leonardo DiCaprio, right? If uh, I remember correctly, you cool. be right about that. I don't. am <laughs> <don't>. uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that Leonardo DiCaprio is either in three or because Brad Dorff is in the one that they're in space, and that's the fourth one I think. And I actually yeah, really that's like the fourth that one. one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a little a little Leonardo DiCaprio is in. Tr- I think it's Critters Three. You're
2: absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I, I, I may oh, never have seen that. Oh, I don't. I don't, I I don't think that I've that
2: seen one. it either
3: it's actually pretty fun from whatever it's been a while for me too but it's a it's a fun one it's just fun to watch a movie where there's a really young leonardo dicaprio mm-hmm. who went well, on to that, be this big actor it's fucking well, hilarious this is like
1: it's it, i i'm surprised people don't talk about this more uh, And now i gotta watch it because there's a like you have your uh wh- what's her name uh, from friends who's in leprechaun oh uh, uh, jennifer, jennifer aniston, aniston. Yeah. jennifer aniston leprechaun of course you have george clooney in yeah. uh is that return to horror high? Return to horror high, yeah. Yeah. So and you have these a list celebrities. Return to the Killer like, Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I was about oh, to yeah, say Return a, of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that you have classic. these A-lists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what did I just watch? Oh, and then, of course, Johnny Depp in, in and uh, Nightmare on Elm. Elm Street. Nightmare- yeah. yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. And Mariska so.
2: Hargitay and Ghoulies. Don't ever forget yeah. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> oh, wow, yes,
1: because yeah. when I think about those A-lists, I always think Mariska Hargitay. It's crazy. She's um, beautiful, Brian. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> She's my angel. You leave her this. Um, oh, man. That's yeah funny. this is a great great underappreciated flick it's super silly but it's a blast they're all fun all the
3: critters all the critters movies are a game yeah. time you know yeah. actually you guys have inspired me to go back and watch them all
1: so <laughs> there you go we just took that time away from your life <laughs> oh, man i'm getting nothing done the next couple weeks <laughs> so all right sp- let what, what do you got what's your
3: first one? So, So I went a little dark. Mine are like Mm. kind of casually going from like really rough to just really lighthearted. So, (laughs) (laughs) so my first pick is from the 1980 film *Cannibal Holocaust*. Uh, I'm assuming most people, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure. Have you you guys covered *Cannibal Holocaust* out of curiosity? We haven't covered it. No, oddly
1: enough, we haven't covered it.
3: So if you don't know Cannibal Holocaust, it's a really notorious video nasty from 1980 directed by Ruggero Diodato. He's, you know, one of those Italian horror directors that directed a bunch of like really brutal most of his movies involve, like, rape and really dark shit. like Exploitation
1: you know, and type really, yes, stuff. Yeah, A lot yeah. of
3: exploitation stuff is is what he's basically known for. And his mm-hmm. most infamous film is Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, yeah. In a nutshell, I'm not going to give a big breakdown of the movie, but it's about this rescue team from NYU who go to the Amazon to look for a group of documentary filmmakers and they come across their tapes, or I should say, film cans, because they have the actual mm-hmm. film. This is 1980, and they right. take it back to NYU, watch it, and they see all the really dark, disturbing shit that happened to these documentary filmmakers. Because there's some like weird thing where the where the NYU professors want to release this as like this documentary film uh, to the public. They do this like private <laughs> yeah. viewing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> that's such a weird scene. Not it joke, is. The, after they watch it, and then they just. The credits or and then no, the credits. There's we no credits. Really it's just wrong. And the guy it's just like, gets up and yeah. goes back to the phone. He's like, burn it. yeah. <laughs> film!" Or it's whatever. Fucking
3: Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny, too, because the, the funny thing about these movies and I'll get into the actual scene in a sec. But the funny thing about these Italian movies in general, because even when we watch like Lucio Fulci shit and like even Dario mm-hmm. Argento and his stuff, they're all dubbed you know, Mm -hmm. in English. So it's just, you can't take any of the acting serious and they're trying (laughs) to be, and I guess that's just with the times, you know, you watch it now or in the last 20 years, that's just how it is. Uh, But I've always been a fan of cannibal Holocaust. There's certain things about it. I don't like, and I'll get Mm -hmm. into one of the big ones right now, which is my, which is my pick. And that's the, 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 the murder, I guess, of the (laughs) turtle. And they, and, and in a, in a nutshell, the group. Of oh no! In a nutshell, the group of of these filmmakers—they're hungry. They're in the Amazon. I, I forget if this is before or after they escape the tribe. They're just in the woods. A bunch I of. I think them it's died before. Yeah, I it's think it's
1: before because they're they're still pre- in pretty good spirits by this yeah, point. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Because yeah, doesn't this
2: this either precedes or go goes hand in hand when when they kill the pig as well.
3: Yeah, they shoot the pig. So because the first animal to die is the muskrat in the film or what is I don't think it's actually a muskrat muskrat. But yeah, I'm glad you Mm -hmm. said that, because if your listeners don't know, this movie has a bunch of real animal mutilation in it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) trigger warning if that affects you. But yes, in this scene, this group, they're hungry and they find a large turtle and they decapitate it. They remove all the limbs. They Mm -hmm. de-shell it. Mm-hmm. And they fuck around with the intestines, ripping it all out. It's fucking disgusting. And yeah. they cook the turtle and eat it. Now, the reason why Reguero Diodato, he got in trouble because a lot of people behind the, they So first things first, you have to go to court because they, they accused him of <laughs> actually murdering people in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Because yeah. some of it, specifically the... The young lady on the pole, the I, impaled, yeah. Yeah. impaled through the and through out of her mouth, out of her mouth, <laughs> that like, lady. <laughs> yeah, through her. Yeah, she, it looks it looks realistic. Even even now, when you watch mm-hmm. it, oh, it, it's it holds rough.
1: up. It's disturbing. Yeah. It's
3: really disturbing. Uh, but the reason they got away with this is because they ate all the they actually ate all the animals that they slaughtered on on film. So Mm -hmm. that's kind that was the loophole. And this is before PETA, like they'd never be able to do this in 2022. Um, But this scene to me, you know, and and it's it's technically a a scene of people eating and Mm -hmm. they're doing it to eat the turtle. Um, Mm -hmm. But this scene to me is just I think everyone remembers Cannibal Holocaust for this scene. And nothing else. And it sucks because it's actually a it's actually a pretty good movie. Like, you know, minus some of the hokey overdubbing, it's not a bad it's it's shocking, but it's a well-made movie, and it kind of birthed the whole found footage thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the turtle scene itself, and I have a funny story I want to tell you guys, but the Mm. turtle scene itself just I remember seeing it. So whenever I watch Cannibal Holocaust, I watch a version with no animal cruelty. I have a, uh, mm-hmm. like one of the Blu-rays and I, you know, it's not a movie I casually put on on like a Saturday <laughs> afternoon to yeah, watch with my like Cheerios. Making a cup of coffee, sit yeah, no. there, pop
1: in Cannibal Holocaust. But if
3: I were to watch it, you know, or like yeah. I'm with someone that's never seen it, I usually put on the version. But the version I watch has all the animal stuff removed from it because I can't. I can see, which is, I guess, what does that tell you about me? I can't, I can watch yeah. all the, the, the fake human murders in it or yeah. all the crazy shit, but I can't watch the animal cruelty that's in it. But yeah, you know, it's just a personal choice for me when it comes to like this scene itself. And mm-hmm. I, again, I think most people just remember the movie for this scene, but the funny yeah. story I wanted to tell you was, so I used to go to these screenings out here in New York. So they had, they had a theater. Unfortunately, it closed down a few years ago called the sunshine theater. It's in like the Lower East Side. And they always yeah, they, they, heard Well, I've heard you've of heard the of it? Sunshine
1: Theater. Yeah. yeah.
3: Really infamous theater. They always had midnight screenings on 35 millimeter mm. print. And I used to go with a group of friends of mine. We would go see stuff like Evil Dead and Maniac Cop and shit like sure. that. And they yeah. had a Cannibal Holocaust uh, release for the Blu ray when it first came out. And it was like Grindhouse Releasing was releasing and they had a screening. Yeah. And we're all like, I don't know what this is going to be like to watch Cannibal Holocaust and this specific scene on a giant, like a giant screen, not at home. Yeah. Well, you can, can kind of like close. And then the music makes it worse in right. Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah, it way worse. It's <laughs> a
1: w- very honestly, that is the part that sticks with me it's the unsettling. most because you're yeah. you're seeing all this fucked up stuff, but it's this almost like dreamy, mm-hmm. like um, I don't know how else do you describe it. Like uh, I don't know. It's just, it's
3: almost like an upbeat, it, especially it, the opening title. It's like very upbeat, yeah, but it's not an upbeat film. It feels film at all. like
1: you are starting like a, an educational film that you would watch in like yeah. elementary that's school. That's a good
3: way of describing it, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of, I think, what they they wanted it to feel obviously like a documentary. That was kind of what yeah, they were going for. Yeah, you feel like
1: you're for. about to watch Voyage of the Mimi and then <laughs> <Yeah. like> some <laughs> wild yeah. shit starts happening. And,
3: and it's that whole subgenre of that Mondo Kane, like all those yeah. type of movies kind of feel that way and Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox. and this honestly, the cannibal genre of these type of films can fit into fil- films about mood, food technically because <laughs> they're fucking cannibals. There's a lot of cannibalism yeah, yeah. in Cannibal sure. Holocaust. But yeah, this, the, the my story. So I'm at the Sunshine Theater. I'm at a couple of my friends. We went to like a bar beforehand. We had a couple of drinks and then we went to see. You have to have a few drinks before going to see Cannibal <laughs> <Yeah>. Holocaust. <laughs> right? Right. Um, and we go and we're sitting there and I'm just, and the theater packed, sold out screening for Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> and I'm like all right we're sitting there the turtle scene happens and we're all you know i look away i was like oh god i can't i can't sit through the scene i'll be i haven't mm. i've only ever seen it it's in its entirety when i was like 16 17 you know when you're watching yeah. all that crazy shit when you're a kid and i can't really sit through it now uh but it popped up i looked away a little bit out of nowhere the aroma of vomit It's just it fills the theater, (laughs) and we're like, dude, someone threw up in this theater, (laughs) which added to how fucking horrible the movie is and this scene. And I don't mean horrible; the movie's bad, just hard the horrible shit that's in it. And we leave the theater after the screening, and we see a trail of vomit leaving oh, no. the theater oh. to the restroom right outside <laughs> fucking hilarious and i was like wow this, whoever this person was was not prepared to see this nasty someone's mutilation. friend
1: brought their friend and was like it's fine you'll be yeah. fine and then yeah it's weird because like i remember seeing it the first time and it is it's certainly shocking yeah but like it's Gross, it's man. wild because <laughs> you know i grew up i grew up in the middle of nowhere i still live in the middle of nowhere yeah. rural, very rural environment grow up you know, I grew up hunting, yeah. you know, I've gut- gutted many animals, uh, <laughs> you know, all different manner yeah. of animals, <laughs> deers and squirrels and, yeah. and all types of stuff. Um, so it's not that it, it's such a cultural thing. You know what I mean? For sure. Cause I remember going like, Ooh, that's not like, you don't enjoy watching it, mm. but like, yeah, I have, Pulled the guts out of animals before, uh, you know, <laughs> when I was hunting as a, as a kid. I don't really hunt anymore, but I, you know, I used to, or even gutting a fish or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I I always wonder, like, if we now, there's probably barely enough people in my town to pack out a, a movie theater <laughs> at yeah. all, let alone let alone a uh, uh, you know packed theater to watch this movie. But I imagine it would hit very different. Yeah. <laughs> where right. all these rednecks out where I live, they'd just be like, oh, that looked like pretty good eating. Like They, would, they wouldn't bother them at all. Well, listen, man, if you think about
3: it, I, so this screening was probably over a decade ago. So, you know, mm-hmm. and it's in, it's in New York City, Lower East Side. You got the hipstery kids yeah. and stuff. You know, people that want to kind of go watch, you know, oh, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Yeah, the shock. They're, on, they're there yeah. for the shock yeah. value. Yeah. And, you know, I guarantee there were a lot of people that had never seen this movie or just heard about all the animal mutilation stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's mm-hmm. nothing. That's like something you'd see on National Geographic. But I don't know. I think it's the combination of the music and just like the fact that they did this. And, you know, they killed this poor turtle. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. big animal lover. I like it for me. Mm-hmm. It's just something I, I'm just just a personal thing for me. So mm-hmm. it's like watching this. I just feel bad. Like, I feel bad for the turtle. I feel yeah, bad. For it's those. like they,
1: a big turtle. Dude, they, yeah, you gotta so spec- it's huge, like a giant yeah, snapping giant turtle.
3: Sna- and i'm a huge like monkey fan and they murder a monkey in this movie too like a that's little monkey good. so it's yeah. like you know because because apparently you know monkey brains is a delicacy where when yeah. amazon where they were so like seeing that shit to me and i get it for other people culturally that's you know that's what they yeah, the
1: a monkey's rough though because mm-hmm. a monkey looks too much like a person it's like a little it's, person you know, <laughs> yeah 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 it's not so. good
3: it's rough but, to me the monkey is worse than the turtle like oh, the 100%. monkey fucked me up more when i first saw it uh um, yeah. the pig, honestly the pig didn't bother me that doesn't i'm like what i was whatever they fucking shot a pig whatever even the muskrat yeah. was whatever the turtle and the monkey is what that's what really gets me in this movie you know and yeah. they, they ate them so i gotta respect it you know whatever you guys actually ate the animal they say they did and you see mm-hmm. them eating it so yeah. they had to you know they, they found their them. loophole,
2: but yeah, yeah, like you said, they couldn't do they couldn't do it again. And I think Wouldn't partially of how again. they got away with it was like you know it was Italian filmmakers in yeah. South America, so like <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, yeah, right, who's, whatever. Who's gonna who's gonna prosecute them? Right? Gonna, you know what I mean? In
3: 1979, when they were filming this, yeah. world, right. I'm sure the laws were you could probably get away with worse shit. In all honesty, so.
1: Yeah, Ooh, this no. was some, uh, some gorilla, some gorilla <laughs> filmmaking kind of yes. in that way, but.
3: but yeah, that was my, that's my pick Cat- cannibal Holocaust and the, uh, the turtle
1: scene. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it gets it, it gets lighter from there, is what yes. you're saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's my that's my only. Uh, that's the appetizer to the yes, dinner. Yes, that is the appetizer. 100. <laughs> percent That's like bringing out pigs in a blanket for the appetizer. <laughs> was like, I'm full now.
3: <laughs> it's funny but when you when you had when you reached out to me about being a guest on the show, and you're like, hey, pick pick food scenes or scenes where people are eating, you know, in a horror movie. And I, this is the first thing that came to mind: <laughs> <laughs> the Holocaust, the, tur- the turtle scene. Again, you can use the whole the whole film as an example of just horror and people eating technically
1: so the yep. turtle
3: is the yep. is the main course of that film though so
1: yeah that's true that's true well l- l- listen we've got we've got a main course there uh <laughs> let, let let your boy jump into some dessert <laughs> I'm, going to de- I'm going over to dessert next uh and i'm going to talk about really broadly like the uh, an entire film because it really focuses around a particular food item i'm talking about 1985's the stuff
0: Mm -hmm. which
1: is one of my favorite movies period like i know that sounds dramatic for such a silly (laughs) movie but i adore michael moriarty he hit this scene so i love like everyone listen from pittsburgh tom atkins is my boy i've watched (laughs) him play scrooge in a christmas carol at the pittsburgh clo since i was little you know uh we, we're i'm a big tom atkins fan like i say he's a hometown boy but i don't know why people don't give michael moriarty <laughs> even just a scrap of the uh, of the uh, uh notoriety in the horror community that tom atkins gets because and i get it more people know him from like his later acting career when he yeah. was on like what was it? he was on some like uh crime drama show i forget what he was on i forget uh, too but it Mo rutherford is one of the greatest characters in horror (laughs) history i will say that right now that scene now this isn't this 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 scene has very little to do with with the eating aspect of it um but the scene where he walks onto the yacht and he's being paid to basically do like corporate espionage Mm -hmm. for all these ice cream magnates and he goes in and he has a Sweaty palm. Sweaty palm. <laughs> another sweaty palm. He's taking yeah. our hands. And he's just big dogging all these bajillionaires on their yacht. And then eventually punches out their security. guard. The whole scene just fucking magic. Yeah, yeah. Michael Moriarty is fantastic in this. <laughs> this and Cue the Winged Serpent. Like. Are two of my that favorite, movie's awesome too <laughs> favorite performances. Yeah. He, um but anyway, d- if you haven't seen this, oh go I, ahead. I was
2: just gonna say, like an interesting way to think about his character in this is like he's playing uh, Fletch in a horror movie. Yeah,
3: basically, <laughs> a little you're right. yep, yeah, little bit,
2: yeah,
0: a
3: yeah. little bit. I didn't even think of yeah. that. Wow.
1: <laughs>
2: and if you don't believe yeah, me, could... go watch the new Fletch movie with uh, John Hamm in it. It's the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Just walking around, big dogging yep. people. Yeah, and big dogging, being weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Moriarty's just—he is weird. Like he—it's not like he's John Hamm, who's like John Hamm's fantastic actor. Don't gonna be wrong, but John Hamm's like this, like ridiculously handsome, debonair, mm-hmm. you know, kind of guy mm-hmm. acting a little bit weird. Like Michael Moriarty, you can tell he's regular old weird in real life (laughs) and just happens to be a great actor too. So he just embodies this like strangeness um, like so much. Like you could literally see him being like a charismatic private eye or something like that in real life. Um, But yeah, so, so anyway, if you haven't seen this stuff, just, you know, basically it's about uh, this particular food product that some people come come in contact while I think drilling for oil. And it's basically, it looks like, some like a cross between cool whip and marshmallow fluff um and it's this like delicious dessert like treat that is uh basically addictive delicious nutritious blah 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 zero calories so it's like this whole thing where these you know it's a it, as you might imagine, it spins into this whole thing about corporate greed of course. and <laughs> Michael Moriarty, you know, kind of getting revenge on these like, you know, greedy corporate entities who are poisoning the entire uh, country, uh, the entire <clears throat> world, really, with they call it the stuff. And there's commercials interstitched into it for the stuff. And it's fantastic. But the one scene I'll talk about, because people, you know, you eat it and then once it's kind of inside you it it kind of morphs and takes over your brain and i won't spoil it too much because it's fantastic but the scene that i am going to call out is not necessarily one of the scenes where they're eating it but it's with another dessert magnate uh which <laughs> is uh chocolate chip charlie um and that this scene where they're basically trying to get the information out over the radio of the danger of the stuff and chocolate chip charlie's face you know he 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 gets he's been taken over by this yeah. stuff and now he in one of the most ballsy weird lingering practical effects shots that i can think of <laughs> chocolate chip charlie's like throat expands his jaw stretches yeah. and his entire head turns it looks like something that would be in nightmare or i mean i'm sorry uh, nightmare on elm street reminds film me of or something like a little that. bit too yeah like, a does, little yes. bit, yeah. It very much does. Yeah. Where you're just getting this like super um, grotesque body horror practical effect mm-hmm. in a movie that was otherwise pretty mild up to this point. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, and, and that's like, you get more stuff like that as you go, but like, nothing like this has happened. Up until this point, yeah. so when you're watching this movie, you're just like, "Oh, this is just kind of this quirky movie about, uh, you know, they're eating this 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 goo, you know, this marshmallow fluff, and it does something to you and it controls your brain." No, it also will stretch your head out <laughs> and turn you into a fucking monster, and it just it just blindsides you. And he's like, it all starts coming out of his mouth, and yeah, um, it's a great like scene. this. It's <laughs> such a it's this whole scene could fall into this category, but that's my favorite part in this particular like that scene even though there's much more eating scenes in the movie that's my favorite scene in a movie that could just entirely fall into this category because it's all about uh, a very specific food item wasn't it yogurt
3: uh, it wasn't yogurt that they used i forget what i I read they actually
1: used like cool whip or or marshmallow fluff or something like that like it's not as sticky and stringy as marshmallow fluff it but it's thicker and denser than like whipped cream yeah.
2: yeah maybe they also use just like shaving cream because yeah. it looks
1: more like shaving cream but they're always you know you see a lot of people eating it, right. yeah, so they have to use a substitute for the yeah. people
3: that the actors that were eating it i guess so it must have been but something it does look
1: like it yeah. maybe uh, maybe
2: yeah. anything that was coming out of like like the charlie <laughs> You know practical mm-hmm. head maybe that was shaving cream you know, like i don't know everybody has yeah. different phot- uh, photography techniques
0: yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, uh, it is, such
3: isn't it like tongue flies like his eyeballs pop or something like that his, eyeball, yeah, his eyeballs yeah. bulge yeah. out yeah.
1: and oh uh, yeah it's fucking it's, it's, a good it's one. like i said it just throws you for a loop because you don't expect it either
3: it is a pretty slow-paced movie too when you think about it mm-hmm. not much happens yeah. like the first 40 minutes of that movie so you know, and yeah. I'm surprised Great people don't mention that. Too. I'm surprised more people don't mention that. Like, even though it's technically like a body horror film, I'm surprised more people mm-hmm. don't. Because it technically kills you after you eat it, right? So that mm-hmm. yeah. happens yeah. to you afterwards. So I'm just surprised you don't hear more people lump that in with other like body horror movies. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah. It's for whatever reason, it's it, it doesn't get as much credit because I think it's like you for you watch the first I, I, I have a theory, this is completely off topic, but I have a theory that the more talk value movies get is just based on how fast they start mm-hmm. like, there's so yeah. many movies that i've watched that i'm like this isn't a great movie but it gets talked about a lot because it hits the ground running and you f- see so much in the first 20 minutes like so many movies that are slow burns don't get that much credit well, that's, uh... because <laughs> no no one has the patience to sit through a lot of movies anyway. like people yeah. just have don't have as much of a attention span Damn. that's what so, they
3: say like in in screenwriting they're always like the first 30 minutes of your script if I if something doesn't happen in those first 30 minutes mm-hmm. to just grasp grasp someone's attention then you're gonna mm-hmm. lose your audience that's what they say like that's what I've heard yeah. And, yeah you know well
2: I'd be interested how many like did you guys ever see this stuff before knowing it was a horror movie no okay because i'm i'm kind wondering if I'm wondering if it's kind of like so, like, if you saw Predator without like seeing anything, you thought you were getting an Arnold action film, but then it mm-hmm. turns into the like this sci-fi monster movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I
2: wonder if like the stuff was kind of trying to do the same thing. Like, you think you're getting like kind of this detective film, and mm-hmm. but then it turns into you know this uh, body horror nightmare.
1: You might be right. I'm curious to I'd be curious to see how it was promoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously I don't... I mean, this came out the year I was born. So, like, obviously I didn't see it in the theaters, but you might be right Uh, about that. Yeah, I'm
2: just wondering if that was, like, the intention. Even if it wasn't marketed that way.
3: Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. sure they marketed it as, like, a horror movie, but there was probably some sort of... Because, to me, the stuff can kind of fit in the same category as The Blob. Like, people always Mm -hmm. go, The Blob versus The Stuff. Like, who would win? What creature (laughs) would win or whatever? So, like, you know, I, I feel like those type of films... Especially like the '80s blob, yeah. where you find out the blob's actually an experiment, is not not an alien. So I feel right. like the stuff is, you know, and what year was what year was the stuff again? I stuff forget. is '85. Yeah. Wow, it was '85. Okay. Wow, '85? I could
1: have sworn it was yeah. earlier than that crazy (laughs) yeah it does feel like a 70s movie in a lot of ways well it's
3: larry cohen too right the director Mm -hmm. is larry cohen um, yeah yeah makes sense i feel like all his stuff is always dated because even uh q feel obviously inspired by like old monster movies just with the effect Mm -hmm. of the actual like creature and stuff. yeah it looks
1: like it's from 1969 yeah (laughs) (laughs) crazy
3: great movie though both of those are great yeah
2: yeah yeah just one last note i would have is uh I would love to see a remake of this, but it has to be Mm -hmm. very specific. It has to be done by Paul Verhoeven. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just because of like all of the all of the anti-corporatism and like the weird commercials that are interstitched into Mm -hmm. into this. I'd love to see like almost a Robocop Starship Troopers version. Of the yeah. of this film, so
1: the stuff and RoboCop. I mean, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. I mean, how does that not make a bajillion dollars? <laughs> so somehow
3: squeezing a scene of like men and women just naked together in a locker room. That's he loves. He always loves scenes like that, like storm stormtroopers, troop yeah. starship troopers, and RoboCop. He's always got men and women just naked, just shooting the shit, butts. amazing. <laughs> yes, <butts>. so. <laughs>
1: Oh man!
2: All right, Steve, what do you, what do you got? So mine is moving along the tracks of body horror. I picked mm. 2006 Slither. Oh yeah. yeah, there is.
1: That's a gross. fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't. I
2: don't know if James Gunn was intending to this to be like a precursor to like a feeder fetish or not (laughs) yeah but like there's there's definitely things that would it would probably suggest that was on his mind but it was maybe too esoteric at the time there weren't enough like my thousand pound sisters tv shows (laughs) for people to get what a feeder fetish is
3: i didn't even think of that but it's
2: crazy it the the whole the the film is actually also kind of funny because like compare it to critters 2 critters 2 is a small town And everybody in the town is kind of, they're kind of upright. They're, you know, they're upstanding citizens. It's kind of got that corny charm to it. Yeah. This movie is also a small town and everybody's fucked up. Like everybody, like people are just like unpleasant. They're miserable. They're poor. Mm -hmm. They're, they have like deformities, a lot of them. Yeah. And so like there's graffiti everywhere. So it, it takes that small town monster movie and just turns it on its head by making everybody yep. unlikable.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the, the, this is such a like, the cast in this movie is such an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And I know like it was James Gunn and stuff like, you know, he had a name even, you know, going into this. But how did he get some of these people is my question, because this is like such a horror movies, like a horror fans horror movie in a lot right. of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like it yeah, I don't want to jump too much ahead, but I'm just curious like how he got this this cat. Like, how do you get Elizabeth Banks? How do you like Michael Rooker? I get it. Like he wasn't quite as big in 06 as he, you know, because he hadn't been on The Walking Dead yet. Yeah. And like I think a lot of people met Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Nathan Fillion, even like mm-hmm. where where did he get these people? Like, how did he get He's these He's like people?
3: still friends. He's like friends with these guys. They're like yeah. even the Suicide Squad. They're both in that movie. Yeah, and they're yeah. friends. of So like, either he must have just maybe been they had a relationship
1: before this before yeah. then.
3: That's what I'm thinking. Because Now they're yeah. bigger deals. But I'm guessing yeah. at the time they were just his friends. And he was like, hey, you want to be in this movie? I like working with you. Boom. There you go. So yeah.
2: he was a writer mm-hmm. on a film called The Specials, which mm-hmm. had Specials. it had a whole bunch of other people like that, like mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, Didn't have Nathan Fillion and everything But like that's kind of like his first movie I would say was like his big break Because it was like a Rob Lowe movie And he modeled, mm-hmm. He probably met a lot of people through that mm-hmm. But yep. then he did some work On 13 Ghosts as a writer and then oh, wow, He was a writer that. on the Scooby Doo movies Ah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay So he probably like just from those inroads He probably met a lot yep. of the same people Even though yep. like none of the Actors and actresses we're talking about Were in those films but yeah.
1: Yeah, Jenna I forgot Jenna Fisher was in this. Well he was too. married to her. Yeah. At one Oh, point. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, he was married. Yeah, but when this was, I mean, she was already on. When did the office start? I don't know. My wife would it was kill early. me for not knowing that. I think
3: it was early in the office. I think the office was 04, or So I I think that I'm, sounds about yeah. right. So I think no. it was, but it was still early in that show's run. So I guess a yeah. yeah, production wasn't a big would deal. have been already yeah.
1: underway before she, you know, before that show
0: blew yeah. up.
2: Right. Yeah, but yeah, I think they were still married at this point, probably. So that's why she just, you know, he was able to get her as a pop up Mm. uh, cameo. But yeah, Mm. I think, uh, you know, as far as like Michael Rooker, he probably just respected him really as like an actor from like Mississippi Burning and everything and just. Oh, he's an incredible actor. So he just wanted to bring him on because, I mean, he's still in this film, he's playing a bad guy, you know, very much. You know, just like mm-hmm. you know, unlikable from the from
1: the get go. <laughs> he's really
3: good at playing a role like that. So. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's so good at so, being just
1: like an arrogant, just an asshole. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah
3: well henry henry's like his big thing i think most people especially if you're a horror fan like you always think of henry when you right. see michael roger oh
1: my god he's uh, he's terrible even in like he plays in mall rats he plays yeah. like yeah. that <laughs> the asshole guy in mall yeah, rats yeah, yeah. i
3: forgot about that he's bald yeah. in that completely bald in <laughs> yeah. that movie i yeah. forgot yeah wow yeah, he's a dick yeah.
1: in that too yeah yeah, he, yeah. He, he's the one eating the eating the, the pretzels. John, John, John yeah. pretzels.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, Slither is it, it's very much in line with like these old older sci fi horror films where, you know, a meteor crashes the earth and a monster comes out of the meteor. But mm-hmm. it just takes everything to a fucking extreme with that. And the the one scene I wanted to focus on the most was basically the scene where they find the womb and the woman who's been turned into a womb and yeah it, michael rooker it gets infected by the monster and he needs to find a womb to propagate the monster's further so he takes this woman that he's been cheating on his wife with hides her in a barn it begins stuffing mm-hmm. her with meat.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking like, gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's gross. so gross. It's <laughs> funny. I mean, it's a it's played as like a black comedy oh, yeah. scene yeah. kind of thing. And the whole movie, I guess, is t- but it's such a gross scene. It's so too. gross. <laughs> and
2: they find her and she's like, she's blown up far beyond like a Violet Beauregard. Like she oh, is yeah. just
1: she's like, she's like, have you ever seen Strange Brew mm-hmm. uh, with the Mackenzie brothers? Mm-hmm. Bob and mm-hmm. Doug McKenzie. Yeah. You know when he goes into the tank and drinks all the beer mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I got a piss. Yeah. You know, he's like <laughs> giant. Imagine that if it was like not cartoonish and really gross and he was laying on his side. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a pretty uh, gnarly effect, too. Just seeing her, like, her her face is this big. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I I wonder, like, how much of that. Well, like, obviously, the makeup on her face was practical. So I wonder how far the practical extended. Yeah. you know, Because at some point, like, it probably it does begin to blend in with, like, a CGI. Because, like, when she when yeah. she begins to rip. That's definitely CGI. It's, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's very CGI. Yeah, yeah.
2: and then you have yeah, all she the little, starts to
1: rupture, yeah. and then you have all these nasty. worms
2: that come out, and the worms jump into people's mouths. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very CGI worm. I mean, it's it's almost reminiscent of the mist mm-hmm. a, little a, little bit. Bit. a little bit in that image. Not of the Creeps, uh, too
3: a little bit. It reminds me, of all yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Slugs oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't see about that. Yeah, speaking of Tom Adkins, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, this movie steals so much from other movies. Cause I mean, yeah. like you have, you have the, the monster from out of space, which would, would have been the blob, the little mm-hmm. wormy guys, which are like night of the creeps. Um, mm-hmm. the ending of the movie is basically society with the shunting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much uh, the shunting.
2: <laughs> and then, and then he even has like little, uh, he, little shots in the movie. Like there's, mm-hmm. uh, the, the one, uh, female hero, she's in a bathtub with the worm crawling through the bathtub and that's nightmare on Elm street.
0: Mm -hmm, And then
2: there's even a, there's even a shot that's uh, reminiscent of the shining with breaking through the door but it's not yeah. like played that way. But if you look at it, you go, oh, that's, that's Jack Nicholson.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a love letter to, to horror. I mean, specifically like sci-fi horror, mm-hmm. but just horror as a genre. And there's even some, uh, some cameos of like, you know, horror personalities mm-hmm. and famous horror people. And I think Lloyd Kaufman pops up. Of course, up he's popped up in every James one, Gunn film. He worked yeah, for yeah, Troma,
3: yeah. I think for a long time, James Gunn like started in Troma. Oh yeah. If I remember correctly. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah was, that makes sense. Yeah, he
2: was the writer on Terror Firmer and i believe tromeo and juliet okay and, okay. and then well, he... i haven't
3: heard terra Firma* in years i forgot about that movie St- wow. steve's
1: a tr- steve will always champion a troma oh, yeah. flick if given the opportunity oh, my God. Wow. brian wow.
2: brian yeah. is the full moon side of the show i'm the trauma <laughs> side of the show that's
0: funny
3: yeah Yeah, both sides Um, of the the shitty spectrum. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's a
1: shit nickel. (laughs) It's a nickel somebody just pulled out of their ass, and one side is and one side. Someone always Um,
3: loses in that
1: situation. (laughs) Heads or tails, (laughs) you lose every time. Exactly. But uh, I didn't realize this. I was just looking as you were talking about it. Apparently, where does Rob Zombie pop up?
2: So he plays the I looked at I saw it on just the IMDb going through. But Mm -hmm. he said it says he's playing Dr. Carl, which is just a throwaway character. Like uh, at one point, Michael Rooker lies about he's like he's becoming more deformed in the movie. And he lies and he says he's. You had his he got a bee sting. <laughs> <And> <laughs> his
1: face is yeah. all, face <laughs> is all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. He
2: got a bee sting, and he went to Doctor Carl, and then Elizabeth yeah. Banks calls to confirm with Doctor Carl. Oh, that's all it was. And then that's yeah. when
1: she's like, he she realizes that something is right, fucked yeah. up going on. It's just when his they're voice in the then house, Yeah, it. right? it's just his yeah, like voice. voice. Yeah, okay, you see, okay, yeah. Right. okay, that makes sense. So it was just a voice. I was gonna say I do. N- I remember Lloyd Kaufman. I do not yeah, remember, remember seeing him on camera
3: in a movie. I was gonna say if Rob
1: Zombie played a doctor, I
3: feel like I would remember. Right. (laughs) the worst casting choice ever rob zombie as a doctor with his
1: dreads and stuff imagine you go into a pediatrician's office and rob zombie comes out like you're gonna be like i don't think i don't listen you could have all the diplomas in the world i think i'm gonna go somewhere else
2: is that a better (laughs) is that a better or worse doctor than dr Corey feldman in citizen toxi the toxic (laughs) avenger 4
1: that era that era Corey feldman uh they're equal yeah. <laughs> for me. I don't know. Cause you're like that. You're like that guy does math. I think, yeah. I, I, I think in that case, I'd be very more towards Rob zombie. He seems like
3: honestly, yeah. Rob zombie just seems like a normal dude. He just likes horror movies and like screaming. He seems he, more responsible. He, just, than likes than to, yeah, he yeah. just likes to scream motherfucker. And yeah, constantly. And just like, likes yeah, horror movies.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I, just a couple other notes on like eating scenes in Slither, though. Mm-hmm. You have a deer eating people <laughs> and attacking, and attacking Nathan Uh and then you have another scene where more people are infected and they're turned into wombs. And you see kind of the before they become the big balloon mm-hmm. people, you see like kind of the intermediate. And it's like four people locked in an attic, mm-hmm. and they're just like chowing down on humans and animals and steaks. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they have like these giant distended bellies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like everybody, it, it's grosser. Like everybody kind of becomes a zombie because they're tied to the interconsciousness of the alien, mm-hmm. but they also are aware of themselves. So it's like worse than being a zombie because they're self-aware
1: of what's happening. Yeah. And and they're conscious and they,
2: yeah. Yeah. They hate that they're doing it. Well, that's the most
1: disturbing part about the giant, you know, womb scene with the, with the woman who I forget her name. Isn't it like, uh, I think her character's name is Brenda. Brenda. Okay. I was going to say it's like Kathy or something like that. (laughs) Anyway, she, uh, she's, um, this giant like wall of, meat basically Mm -hmm. you can just see her face but all but and she's obviously like this is horrible something terrible is happening help me help me but all she can say is i'm starving please feed me you know what i mean like and there's like some rotting meat and she's like please just push it over here i need it you know (laughs) it's 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 the disturbing part is how she's still desperate to eat (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh.
2: (laughs) there's also just periods of time where like people lose themselves and they become possessed Mm-hmm. by the need yeah like the early version you see is like michael rooker in the grocery store yeah. he, like <laughs> he's standing over a meat counter and he's just saying to himself over and over he's just like meat meat
0: <laughs> meat meat
2: meat like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's I just watched, coming out loud <laughs> it's
3: been so long since i've watched slither I have, that's another one you guys are just i'm like it's been a few years i haven't watched slither in a while so but it's funny oh, yeah. I, I vividly remember like the image of her blown up in the marketing like, in, in, <laughs> in the, like i remember being like what the fuck is this movie about like i just remember saying that to myself just when it, when it was yeah. coming out in theaters and stuff i definitely have to revisit that one as well
2: Damn. yeah the cgi isn't perfect anymore mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't perfect at the time so like it's still noticeable. but there's still like a lot of great pa- practical yeah mm-hmm. and it's still really fun so yeah there, there's, a, go check there's it out.
3: another movie that it remind i think it's is it shivers the david cronenberg movie that's like little yeah. slug mm-hmm. creatures that are like making yeah. people nymphomaniacs or some shit like that i forget mm-hmm. what it is and there's a i think there is like a a scene where barbara Steele or somebody and like one of those little creatures is in the bathtub as well and like
1: yeah, Those I think you're there. right.
3: Yeah, so I, yeah. I it just came into mind now as I watched that recently, and uh, I was yeah, like, that wow. one is
1: like an underappreciated Cronenberg. Flick. I'm pretty sure it's
3: shiver. It's either yeah, I think it's shivers where they're in the apartment building. Yeah, I think it's called Sh- yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, it yeah. Sh- it's got
1: some cool posters too. Yeah, I think yeah, it's called yeah. shiver. Just shiver. Shiver. Or is it shiver. Shiver. shiver, or shivers? shiver
3: or shivers. One of the two. <laughs>
0: I've only ballpark. seen. it, I think.
3: Yeah, so, I watched yeah. it recently. Like, like literally a month or two ago, I actually watched it, and and like thinking about it, now, I was like, oh shit. James Gunn must have that must have been an influence as well, I'm guessing, on, on Slither. So, if you, mm. you, know, if you think <laughs> about it, so
1: oh, did they remake it? Holy shit! I oh, they know. might
3: have, I'm sure it's terrible. Ooh. Yeah, t- there's
1: a, there's one from 2012 too. Um, no, no, it's Shivers, it's from Shivers? 75, yeah,
3: 75. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah sh- I know, so Shivers, the Cronenberg the one was yeah. 70, where it was from the 70s, but there is a movie called Shiver from 2012. Oh. Streaming free on Tubi, guys. There you go. Shout out to Tubi once again, <laughs> uh, our unofficial sponsor. Stupid um, Tubi, why don't you sponsor us? We love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Whose was that? Steve, that was yours, right? That yeah, was so we're, mine. We're, yeah. we're back around so, to Louie.
3: So my next pick is, is, a, is a, it's from a movie I think is underrated, and I watched a million times when I was a kid. And it's, it's not technically, it's horror- Black comedy, it's in that vein, I guess, adjacent to horror, because people do get killed, and there's some scary, mm-hmm. weird shit in it. And that's the film Nothing But Trouble from 1991. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you guys are familiar with this movie, because you'd be surprised. Oh, I yeah. talk to
2: people, they're like, what movie is that? I I had it on my list.
1: Oh, yeah, this was one that when uh, Steve actually, when he originally sent okay. me his list, after you had sent me your list... okay. And I sent it to Steve, 47 years. He had this scene on his list too.
3: (laughs) Perfect. It's it's a movie that I remember seeing a hundred times on HBO when I was a kid. It was always on. And I just remember not knowing the name of it for years. I was maybe Mm -hmm. like eight when I finally realized it was called Nothing But Trouble. Um, And if your listeners are not familiar with this movie... It's basically about a group of yuppies, Chevy Chase and uh, Demi Moore. I think he's like mm-hmm. a banker or something like that, I believe. Or yeah, a, he's, fi- a,
1: he's like a financial. Because the scene's like he keeps calling him a banker, but he's yeah. like, I'm a financial publicist yeah. or some, a publisher <laughs> or something like that. she's a
3: lawyer, um, I, I, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And they're driving to Atlantic City with a client <laughs> of hers. And they're caught speeding in the town of is it Volk, Volkvania? how do you pronounce it
2: Vulcanvania. <laughs> Vulcanvania.
3: Yeah. and they get yeah. pulled over uh. it's kind of a you know standard you know kind of it, it always reminded me of Rocky Horror like your car breaks mm-hmm. down in this mm-hmm. weird town and they end up in the home of this weird family that the head of the household is He's 106 years old, is Alvin Volk, Volkenheiser, Volkheiser. I'm probably butchering the names. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, basically in that film that's the story they're in this house and they want to they they don't want to be there he hates bankers he's keeping them there to kind of torture (laughs) them because like a banker like
1: (laughs) fucked up his like family fortune Fortune or something 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 along yeah
3: it's really deep for a stupid (laughs) movie like this there's a lot of subtext (laughs) to it um and there's a lot of characters john candy's in it he's probably one of my favorite
1: parts because he has like two or three roles in this he plays multiple people he he plays um a, a brother and sister that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are they cousins or something? I they're forget. Their brother yeah. and sister. Yeah, yeah, they're brother and sister. Yeah, and, yeah. Then,
3: and then there's Bobo
1: and I forget the other
3: two younger siblings or whatever. I think one of them might be mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd. I forget. Yeah, and Dan
1: Aykroyd plays the 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 the, the like patriarch too. Yeah. Judge uh, the judge, Alvin, whatever his name is. Yeah, Alvin Valkenheiser or whatever. I mean, he's like unrecognizable with yeah. all the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. but yeah.
3: And uh, so in the scene there, and I think and I feel like again, I, this movie definitely. I think like Rocky Horror was it? Because I was gonna pick Rocky Horror and the dinner scene in that. Mm -hmm. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. And there's a dinner scene in this, and it always really reminiscent of the scene in Rocky Horror where they're having a dinner. It's awkward because obviously they don't want to be there. Like the main characters we're following don't want to be there, but they're kind of stuck there. And Mm -hmm. in the scene, because the judge, he's really gross. He's old. They're meeting all the weird family members. And and they've been meeting them little by little. I believe, if I remember correctly, this is when they're introduced to John Candy as the daughter or the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is where you see him playing two roles. And
1: in the scene, yeah, he's trying to like marry her off. Yeah, too, it, yeah. He's, yeah. You know, yeah, he's constantly pushing her to Chevy Chase. Like, hey, she's a she's a she's a great girl. She's available, and it's it's just John Candy in a wig, basically. Yeah, and <laughs> right. she, She's yeah. like a mechanic, and he's really pushing that. He's like, she works
3: she works hard for her money or whatever. She's yeah, really good at. She's hands. a provider. Yeah. And all that. It's fucking great. And uh, yeah. my, listen, before I get into the scene, my favorite part of this is obviously Dan Aykroyd, and and just Chevy Chase because he is so dry and sarcastic. Because <laughs> this is like what this is when like Chevy Chase, like around the same time like Memoirs of an Invisible Man, where he wasn't playing mm-hmm. the type of roles he was playing before. It was like a he was not
1: the buffoon. No. He was trying to be the straight man. We, yeah, it was a yeah.
3: weird transition in, in his career at this point. But I, I love this version of Chevy Chase. But in the scene. Mm-hmm. You've got the judge. You've got all the family members there. You've got Demi Moore. You've got their two friends who I, – I, I recognize one of the actors. I forget his name, though. He's been in a bunch of stuff, uh, and her mm-hmm. client. And they're sitting there. a Negron. To, yes, there you go. And they're sitting – Yeah, he's an under, under – he's a forgotten – he Wasn't he in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, too? Yeah, he was, He, right? he was yeah. in
1: – he passed away, um, like – I feel like not too terribly like long t- ago. Less than a
3: decade ago, probably. If you saw yeah.
1: him and you were alive in the 90s, you you're going to immediately him. be like, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah.
3: And yeah. and in this scene, basically, they're sitting there. They Again, they're anxious. They want to leave. And it's dinner time. So <laughs> he comes down. Dan Aykroyd, the judge <laughs> character, comes down from the ceiling like this weird music playing. And <laughs> the daughter, his granddaughter, I should say, it's time to serve dinner. So she comes out. With probably the grossest hot dogs I have ever seen. (laughs) They're gray. They've got like these little, they look almost like they're made of, they almost look like condoms in reality. Like the filled with shit. Yeah, they've got
1: like this thick casing on the (laughs) outside. They're like. Skin colored. It's so strange. And, and the
2: casing's like hanging off. And it's just it's, so unpleasant. It's
3: really gross. It's really fucking nasty. They're all like
1: 18 inches long. They're just giant <laughs> boiled sausages. And
3: he's using like Wonder Bread as the bun too. It's like that's the... De- <laughs> what I love about the scene specifically are the small details. Uh, yeah. the, my favorite thing of the scene is the warm Hawaiian punch. That's probably <laughs> the, the thing I most remember. Because Chevy Chase has a, a scene where... You know, after the judge pours himself a glass, he, he sticks like this spout into it and then hands it to yeah. Chevy Chase. And he's like, you know, there's nothing better at the it's end like of a life. wine decanter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nasty. No, actually, the
2: spout, the spout is something that you would put into an oil can.
3: Oh, is so that it fits what it into, is?
2: yeah, it's a, yeah, it's meant it's meant for oil cans. That's so like hilarious. it plays it, it plays into that junkyard, the junkyard
3: yeah. feel of their entire like home. Right. Oh, but yeah, Chevy mm-hmm. Chase has this line where he's like, you know, there's nothing better at the end of a long day on the road than a nice warm glass of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> that line alone is like the best thing in that movie. Like it's I just love that line scene. and his delivery of that line because when you really think about it, warm Hawaiian punch. Is fucking disgusting. It and sounds it, it, like you're just so drinking gross.
1: syrup. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it sums up this scene so much. Like the combination of the warm Hawaiian punch, these gross gray hot dogs. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, there's two more things in the scene I want to add. There's th- basically the condiments. <laughs> come out on this like little train set that's constantly spinning around the table and you have to catch it it only stops yeah. for the judge the rest of them have to kind of <laughs> like somehow get their hands on ketchup and mustard and then probably the weirdest scene and it's so random but the whole movie's fucking weird and that's what's so brilliant about it is there's a scene where chevy once again chevy chase you've got the judge dan Aykroyd as a this this 106 year old man eating the nasty ass hot dog <laughs> Wrapped in bread, yeah, yeah, and the Wonder Bread. He looks over <laughs> at the judge, and he's chowing on this. Got ketchup and mustard all over his face, and his nose turns into a dick. <laughs> For a single frame or two, like like two frames, and Chevy Chase blinks. But he's like, "Wait a second, did this, this guy's nose just turn into a, the head of a dick?" And it's yeah. just so odd. It's it's fucking bizarre. I, I want to know
1: who wrote this yeah. scene. It's fucking chaos. It's, it's Dan like, Aykroyd wrote this scene. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Dan <laughs> yeah. Aykroyd is probably. a full-on insane person, and he probably was on so much coke. He probably when he wrote this Dude, scene. It's uh, so odd because the
3: scene is awkward to begin with for the main characters because they don't want to be there and it's just gross Mm -hmm. and disgusting. And then for Mm -hmm. his nose to just turn into a dick for no, (laughs) he's eating a fucking long phallic hot, hot gray hot dog. It's just so (laughs) weird. It's odd.
2: So on top of that, there's two other things. I might have missed. Well, well there's, there's one other going thing going on. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but there's yeah. like one other thing going on when he's eating the hot dog, he's actually looking down at Demi Moore. <laughs> like he's trying to do it seductively.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. As like <laughs> but he's like that. getting
2: <laughs> condiments all over his face <laughs> yeah. and the hot dog is gross and he's trying yeah. to like, you know, be seductive towards Demi Moore who is yeah. just appalled.
0: Yeah. But
2: yeah. the other thing is I and I could be wrong about this, but I thought I read that the original intention was his nose was supposed to be a dick the entire time.
3: Oh, it kind of looks dickish when you really look at it. It, it looks got like dickish, a little slit yeah. or whatever clef in it or whatever, so it yeah. makes yeah.
2: sense. So but I think in order to maintain a non-R rating, they made him change it mm.
3: it's only a dick That's in one scene right. yeah <laughs> it's just so weird because it's it's like one one shot of just his nose being a dick and then chevy chase is the one that sells it just by like wait did i just see that or <laughs> did like, the know, double like, yeah. take yeah he's yeah. going crazy and i'm like it's just so just such a bizarre scene it's great though it's so
1: weird that Dan Aykroyd like when you look at like you know I mean obviously a lot of us first time with Dan Aykroyd was in Ghostbusters and yeah he you always think of him as like the straight man kinda Mm -hmm. but he's the most fucking bizarre human being in the world and his brain is just so like he's just such a bizarre guy this scene reminds me of like if you've not seen this you said Rocky Horror Picture Show which is absolutely like it reminds Mm -hmm. me of that scene from Rocky Horror Picture Show combined with the dinner scene from texas chainsaw course, massacre yeah. combined with Pee Wee's big adventure yeah because like there's this whole weird like yeah like these rube goldberg almost mechanical mm-hmm. things that are happening he lowers down from the ceiling he of course has trains that take the condiments around he's got all these little contraptions and he stuff, stuff that like it it's so funny it's such a bizarre scene. And I think it
3: plays into the scene because I'm pretty sure Chevy Chase's character is like, oh, you have so much metal. You can build a bunch of like, I forget what car, what Brandy says, but he says it in the yeah. scene. And I guess it's implied that this character uses like Dan Aykroyd's character uses these parts. And he has that mm-hmm. like, roller coaster that murders people outside of the yeah. house and <laughs> yeah. like, the conveyor belt <laughs> deal that he has. So, like, I think a lot of that just kind of fits into it. I think it's a really fun movie and, I've, and I don't know if people talk about it. And it doesn't get yeah. enough love. And I and, think
1: it's because it has a shitty title. Yeah, like yeah. it's one of those ones, if if it was called like Dick Nose Murder House, yeah. <laughs> everyone would everyone would know about it. But it sounds if somebody said, Oh, I have a movie called It's Called Nothing But Trouble, you'd be like, Oh, it's got Judge Reinhold and it's a comedy. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, would, he would never think about it as this bizarro fucking. It sounds like a buddy cop film. Yeah.
3: Was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a commercial failure too when you read about it. It mm-hmm. didn't make any money. You know, and if you think about it at the time, Ghostbusters 2 was what 90 or 89 90 so it wasn't that yeah far mm-hmm. after that he was in this and he produced this and I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this is why Dan Aykroyd isn't directing movies it's because of nothing but trouble <laughs> just because how it was weird a coke
1: fueled fever dream Dude, I, love it, Dan. I love it I <laughs> oh, love it yeah, I love
3: a- nothing but I'll always love nothing but trouble it's a, a-, just uh, a great yeah. movie
2: Aykroyd Ak- is notably f- like out of his mind when <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, yeah. given control to write stuff yeah and so, like, people always have to rein him back. And so, yeah, like, he tried to, like, make the Ghostbusters original film, like, uh, so yeah. fucking crazy. It was, like, supposed to be, like, ghost cops and, like, I don't know. It, it was Ramis a whole lot of shit. And, like,
3: really helped like, really him mm-hmm. out with making that viable because I feel like the original yeah. version of Ghostbusters, like, it was way more serious in tone, right? If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and it was not it a It was
2: comedy. more serious in tone. There was more to it. And I think, yeah, so, like, Aykroyd is like the George Lucas <laughs> <laughs> of like writing. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Ooh, God. George Lucas is also the George Lucas of writing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and just like needs like one other person to just kind of rein him back. Yeah, he and,
1: needs a restrictor plate on his yeah. brain. Basically,
2: yeah. Because if he doesn't have the restrictor, you get nothing but trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Listen, otherwise man, you get this. I think I think it's a great movie. I don't know. I've always been I've always loved it, and I always thought I've always thought it was underrated. And, and mm-hmm. I get it's batshit insane, but I think he knew what he was doing when he wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh know? yeah, and, and no. he got big, Demi Moore, and this was like prime Demi Moore. Like this is oh, when yeah. she was like. A big deal. I think this was the same year she was there. A year a year before or after she was in that episode of Tales from the Crypt, where she mm-hmm. falls in love okay. with a guy and he's gross and he just has a lot of money and she's using him for that. And she was she basically looks the same way she does in that episode of Tales yeah, from the she's Crypt. She's got like the same the hair, short hair, almost, hair if same I like white dress yeah. and all that. And you know, so it's mm-hmm. like a, and then Chevy Chase, you know, it's Chevy Chase. Come on, like you know, so it's, right. uh, it's <laughs> kinda crazy when you think about it. And John Candy, who's, you know, once again died way too young. And it oh, sucks. he's the greatest supervisors
1: yeah. of all time. And man. it's mm-hmm.
3: it's kind of that's why you would think this would be a huge hit. And at the time, these actors were a big deal still, and it failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird, yeah, weird.
2: Plus, you, plus you get nice cameos from Digital Underground T- and Tupac. Tupac. Tupac
3: Shakur, Tupac dancing and shit, amazing. It's amazing. That entire scene, <laughs> isn't, isn't it the Humpty Dumpty? Or isn't that the Sunday Performer? He's doing the Humpty yeah. dance. Yeah, the Humpty yeah dance. he's yeah. doing yeah. Humpty Go, dance because
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have Digital Underground, and. Tupac is just playing a member of Digital, Digital Underground, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he never was. But yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: and like a year later, he stars in Juice, which is another great movie. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's crazy because it's ninety one. So yeah, I think Juice was like a year or two after that. So or mm-hmm. year, year, yeah, I think it was a year or two after that, or so. same year. Yeah. Or oh, same year. So yeah.
1: wild. <laughs> yeah. All right, who who's Back turned to Back you, around to me, right? Okay, all right, all right. So I'll do. I'll be quick on this one because because it's just well, really, it's two scenes, and we kind of already talked about it a little bit. But um, I'm going to throw out, uh, although it's certainly not ha- uh, Thanksgiving themed, it's got some good food scenes in it. I am always down to champion, uh, uh, and and I don't have my blaster around here. <laughs> I give you a little hint. Oh yes, I do. Hold on. I'll tell you what. You, this will give you an indication of what's up next. There you go, <laughs> little killer. I'm always down to uh, to champion 1988 Killer Clowns from Outer Space. One of the just the most purely fun movies mm-hmm. of all time in my mind. I absolutely love this flick. Two particular scenes that stick out in my mind. One, and they're both iconic in the film. So if you're a horror fan, or if you're certainly a Killer Clowns fan, you know exactly which ones I'm going to talk about. The, the The first one that's uh, I think maybe a little bit more surface level is. Um, the popcorn mm-hmm. clown monsters um mm-hmm. they've got these you know essentially pop they shoot popcorn they have popcorn guns uh the clowns themselves it's aliens that come down from outer space they disguise themselves as clowns that's the movie like doesn't have <laughs> to it's no more complicated than that um but it does you know they do have some pretty creative you know uh their their spaceship is basically like a big top tent they make their way into there they have you know popcorn blasters um that uh you know uh, the popcorn are are essentially like little like spores almost you could kind of think of it as that that uh that evolve into these like clown faced monsters but the real scene that that grossed me the fuck out because the whole thing is like they kind of look i mean they look very silly they look sinister they look kind of like deformed monsters with with clown outfits and makeup on but the scene that That when you learn what they're doing to their victims Mm -hmm. is when I think that it like the real kind of creativity of the monster shine, which is they are wrapping them in cocoons uh, of cotton candy and inside the cocoons, their bodies are basically being dissolved to be used for fuel um and so they have these like cotton candy cocoons but when you peel it back you know you've got partially you know dissolving human beings inside which is pretty fucking gross um so yeah look listen i don't know if cotton candy is on your uh thanksgiving table <laughs> um but uh you'll definitely will never look at cotton candy the same again uh after after this this flick it, this movie like I, I remember distinctly as a kid going to, uh, uh, you know, haunted houses and going to like, well, we have a, an amusement park near us in Pittsburgh called Kennywood. That's uh, an old historical amusement park, and they do a thing called Phantom Fright Nights. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, Lou, I know you guys talked a lot about not scary farms yeah. and all that sort of stuff. This is like that, but on a, on a smaller level, okay. right? It's it's a sm- it's a smaller type of thing, but something on par with what you would expect from a, you know, Six Flags or something like mm-hmm. that. So there's a bunch, of, a bunch of haunted houses around the around the park. And I remember they had a clown one. I was like, eh, I don't really care about the clown one. Like clowns were never scary to me. Maybe maybe it. But. Killer Clowns from Outer Space really, you know, as a teenager kicked off my love <laughs> love for creepy clowns. Yeah. Because it's so it mixes whimsical with like weird, scary. It fucked up yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so it's almost got this like dreamlike fantasy kind mm-hmm. of element to it and then the characters but then there's some legit creepy scenes like when he's basically you know the one uh clown is using they have names which i think it's tiny or something yeah. like they, they all have yeah. names but i never remember which which one is which um but tiny is is basically like using the asshole chief of police which you've grown to hate um but he he's also the guy who plays uh plays the dean in animal house i yeah. think yeah. too isn't it
0: yeah. yeah
1: um you know him as the guy who always plays a dickhead i don't know what his, <laughs> he's the, his he's the
3: principal i think in uh savage streets with linda blair too i forget his <laughs> oh, name oh
1: god i love wow. that i'm
3: pretty sure it's the, i forget it, that actor's name it's completely slipped my mind but yeah he's like I know. he's the guy that's like go fucking iceberg girl go fucking ice yeah <laughs> he tells like the the male gang members that in that one scene he's like i think he's like the, either the principal or, or something along those yeah. lines in
1: savage streets yeah when like the guy in the movie i remember it doesn't in that scene doesn't like a guy like Climb up a flagpole and fall off and die. I forget like one of the students. I forget. and then he's just like clean this up. Go to yeah. class. <laughs> he to give a shit. He's always just a um, shitty
3: adult in movies. That's basically what it yeah. is.
1: He's a dean yeah. or a principal yeah. or something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he's the, the chief of police that's, you know, busting, busting punks for, you know, having booze and weed or whatever in this one. But he's like, uh, basically turned into a, of like a ventriloquist dummy by one of the, the, um, the clowns, which is, you know, generally pretty creepy or genuinely pretty creepy. Um, so there is a couple scenes like that that are, that are cool. Uh, but otherwise it's just like really cartoonish and bizarre. Mm -hmm. And my wife who's, who's not like a diehard horror fan, she likes, you know, she, she she likes like The Shining and stuff that's yeah. like films that aren't just horror for the sake of horror, but they're like, you know, good quality yeah. movies. I don't particularly care. Like I watch absolute dog shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember for the first time she watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space afterwards, she was like, that was an extremely entertaining movie. And I was like, I know, you just can throw it on whenever yeah. it's so much fun. It's, so, it's kind of I'm like gateway be-
3: horror. That's another movie mm-hmm. that was always on. I remember as a kid on HBO or something. I remember right yeah. there with Nothing But Trouble. It was always mm-hmm. on TV. And I remember yeah. seeing it at such a young age. And it's funny because it's, it's what PG PG 30, it's not even, it's not rated R I'm pretty sure. No. I don't think no, it is. No, I think it's
1: PG 13. Yeah. So
3: it, it's interesting how that's basically what it is. And, and I think that's why it's so popular now. Like there's about to, there's a, mm. they're about to release an asymmetrical game. I think I heard next this. year yeah. or later this year, I can't wait for it. I can't I'm wait either. Psyched. <laughs> and it's weird because I just think it's people around our age we grew Mm -hmm. up exposed to that movie and it again kind of kind of a gateway horror film it opened Mm -hmm. up the rest it opened up our brains to like just horror as a genre and then wanting to watch you know nightmare on elm street whatever halloween friday the Thirteenth, texas chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it is because there's still an innocence to killer clowns from outer space even though it's, it's really sinister obviously but there's still there's an innocence because i guess it's it hams you know it's very hammy and it's clowns yep. which kids you yep. know clown and clowns are scary to some like kids, and some, they're, they're not. silly looking yeah. clowns they're
1: not like murderous knife wielding clowns of the movie
3: like pennywise no, was creepier no. to me and he was not oh, as for sure you know he was a little more human mm. looking when compared to the yeah. killer clowns clowns they look like monsters. they don't look yeah. human well,
1: so no they look like yeah. trolls yeah. and they they uh they do like they don't talk, No, you know, th- that too. So they just lure you in with like silly jokes yeah, and then they, you know, melt your skin <laughs> off or whatever. Blown animals <laughs> and stuff like that. One yeah. of the creepiest
3: scenes in that movie, and I always remember that from a childhood, is uh, I always remember is when the girls outside, I think it's like a hamburger joint or something like that, and there's the clown outside. Oh my God, he's, he's trying to get her her in, the little girl. And then you see what mm-hmm. he yeah. has like a hammer, like he's hiding yeah. it behind his back. That was always, I was like, wow, yeah. that's a really sinister Yeah, you're like, is he going to brain this (laughs) little child? If (laughs) I remember correctly, she walks outside and then her mother like grabs her like right at the last minute, like grabs her. So that to me was probably the eeriest thing and creepiest scene in Killer Clowns. The rest of it is ridiculous and fun. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun movie. It was a uh, very, very much, like I said, it was, this is one I'm looking forward to maybe, you know, in a handful of years, you know, watching with my kids or something like yeah. this, cause it's not too over the top, but, uh, just love it. 11, love 12. it. And I'm psyched for that game I too. Think that's like when you can see, I think 12 yeah, that's years what old I'm saying. is my, maybe a good. Yeah. My, my kids are eight and six. Not so I, yeah, <laughs> like, no, they need like four or five, the yeah. older one. These are, yeah, they need four or five yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. and then it can become a tradition <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. every
3: Thanksgiving you guys sit around and watch Killer Clouds <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or Christmas time listen we string the popcorn <laughs> around the tree and we watch Killer Clouds <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> alright Steve what do you got
2: alright well uh, I picked a specific movie but it actually just applies to a lot of movies mm-hmm. uh, and I picked basically the last 20 minutes of Day of the Dead <laughs> yeah. but yeah. really yeah, yeah, that yeah. could be the last 20 minutes of any George Romero. Yes.
1: (laughs) So when when everybody gets eaten, yeah.
2: When everybody (laughs) gets eaten, but specifically like day of the dead is the most gross. It is. It is so vile and mean. It's really mean. And
3: I agree. Yeah. Of all of the three original, romero zombie movies it's probably the most realistic effects too because dawn Mm -hmm. it looks Mm -hmm. like paint the blood doesn't look that realistic so
1: it does and everyone looks like they have face like it's more it's just more cartoonish right you know and there's people getting hit in the face with pies and stuff like that yeah Yeah, Yeah, this one's more gritty people lose yeah the zombies are blue eyeball walking
3: around half its face missing a tongue hanging out it's fucking twisted (laughs) Mm
0: yeah
2: mm. i mean this is early k and b effects yeah. too so that's why you're getting all that but yeah like in dawn of the dead the zombies are blue and the the blood is pink paint yeah so mm-hmm. like it's not quite as harsh this one is just everything is gritty gross it's underground it's dark and like you have multiple soldiers being torn apart different ways (laughs) and then (laughs) feast it on and then just like as the main characters escape this underground base they just linger on multiple shots of like just zombies eating and feasting in different parts of the base yeah so yeah it is it's disgusting but (laughs) if we're talking feasting scenes Mm. i don't i don't know that you can really get much better because like it's, it's not something you get in return of the living dead no that much like you get you get Scenes of people being eaten, but it's not just again this extended lingering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah.
3: bites only. I think we're talking about like, you mm-hmm. see someone get bit or eating eating a limb or something like that. But there's no right. there's no like like the, I'm assuming you're gonna get to like the most probably iconic scene in Day of the Dead. I'm guessing mm-hmm. when it comes to eating <laughs> zombies eating someone. The uh the the roads, yeah. Rose. <laughs> I didn't yeah. As say he it, I want to screams choke on them. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably if you think about it. I still, to this day, think even if you count Land of the Dead and what were, what were the other mm-hmm. survival of those were the bad well, land has it has its moments. But like that yeah. has to be the most iconic zombie eating scene oh, for of sure. all time to yeah. this day. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's another movie that has anything that like or, it.
1: Or I would say the only one that rivals it maybe is Night of the Living Dead, the little girl eating her mom in the yeah. basement. Sure. I, yeah. You know, yeah. otherwise, like this is. This, I remember very distinctly the first time I got shown this movie was at a buddy's house, kid older than me that I used to skateboard with. Like, I was probably, like, 12, Mm. and he was, like, 14, and he had, like parents who ignored him so he just did whatever he wanted (laughs) and he would yeah and he would just be like hey let's go you know let's go over you know we're it was like snowing outside so we weren't skaters. we were just like sitting in beanbags in his room like playing guitar and we watched back to back one evening uh 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 taxi driver and and this nice that's <laughs> <fun. laughs>
3: just nice. Yeah, yeah the most <laughs> and I'm like uplifting <laughs> coming of age coming tale of age. once again Ta- yeah. what a random what a random double feature taxi driver and yeah. day of the dead Wow! I think
1: he was trying to just like you know I'm pulling out the stops I'm you know he's trying yes. to impress impress his friend with his his gruesome remember uh, tonight you know, you're not DHS's. gonna be the same
3: person tomorrow morning <laughs> after tonight. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I did it to myself because yeah. I like me too. my my parents used to have like a little like like kind of camp up north, like near Pima Tuning for Brian. Mm-hmm. We'll get that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's up north near Lake Erie almost. But my parents let me rent videos so I could watch videos while they went to like their other friends campsites mm-hmm. and got drunk. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I was by myself around like 11 or 12 and watching this movie watching alone. day
3: of the dead <laughs> by yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they figured mm. they thought
2: oh they knew they knew night and dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they figured oh they, how bad could it be? <laughs> Little and I didn't did let like, you know. I didn't tell him I traumatized me, but like I did not watch that movie for a long time after that movie full of it,
3: racism it, it, and zombies yeah. and ring gods. It's really bleak
2: stuff. Everything. Everything. Everything, it's everything yeah. in there. The kitchen sink yeah, like, is
3: literally in that movie. So. Yeah.
2: But like to yeah to the point of that, that ending scene, you have like three really great mm-hmm. effects and instances of people being torn apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the lesser soldiers... Like everybody talks about Rhodes, but like one of the lesser soldiers gets his head torn off oh, as yeah. he's screaming. Yeah. And like it becomes more high pitched as his head is stretched and his vocal cords are stretched as his head is pulled yep. away. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's like a great effect when you learn about it because it, it was the zombie had his head in the, or had his hand in the head
1: mm-hmm.
2: and mm-hmm. was controlling the mouth as he pulled it oh, away.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't even so know that. that's cool. Yeah.
2: So it's like a cool effect when you learn about it, but. Yeah, and then you have and then,
1: another... And then the other guy shoots himself with oh, a yeah, service yeah. pistol. Yeah, Steel yeah. just
2: shoots himself. <laughs> yeah. So you have suicide. No, like, yeah.
1: introduced. It's pretty rough for a 12, yeah, yeah. 12-year-old. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: you have suicide introduced early into life. <laughs> and, yeah. and another guy just has like a strip of skin ripped off his face to expose a full eyeball. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Rhodes, who is shot multiple times by Bub, <laughs> and, and then just like horn apart and he- watches his own legs be sh- walked down the hallway <laughs> away from his body and he screams at him choke on him <laughs> <laughs> that's great
3: that's a yeah. great yeah. character too in that movie like you oh want, yeah like oh, he deserved so yeah. bad yeah. And he doesn't die well, till that's the, the very best thing end about that's the funny thing too like he makes him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. you think he might survive yeah. but yeah. he's the
1: guy he's the bastard that you hate the whole time you want him to die but then he dies in the most brutal mm. way that you almost flip and feel for him again yeah. Which nah, is like,
0: no, yeah, yeah, it, think, nah, yeah. it's so think, satisfying. I don't think
1: he's
3: redeemed at all
1: at the end of this movie. No, he's not <laughs> yeah, redeemed, no. but you're just like, Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. dude, you that just got ripped apart it. while you were alive. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, brutal because so, oddly enough, I wanted Miguel to die worse. <laughs> 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 he's such a bitch. Yeah, so That fucking guy, dude, <laughs> <laughs> he survives too,
3: right? No, <laughs> like, like, he doesn't. He sacrifices himself, right? Yeah, he sacrifices himself to.
2: To lead the zombies because he lays down on the elevator with the one yeah.
3: arm, right?
1: He's got like one arm or something like that. Yeah, he gets his arm mm-hmm. chopped off early on. I just remember the way he talked. He's just like, oh, "What do we yeah, do?" <laughs> like he just <laughs> He
2: sucked. He fucking definitely sucked. obnoxious, but yeah, you hate Rhodes and Steel way much more. Oh yeah,
1: Steel is like, yeah, he's just. Like, he is the toxic masculinity, yeah. like, mm-hmm. on steroids psychopath, yeah. you know, who's like loves killing and stuff. Like, he's just went full Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Complete he's, a, he's if,
2: he's if, um, uh, John Goodman's character in The Big Lebowski was played straight. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's a great, that's that's a a great comparison. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Walter Sobchak, like, but straight, like, just a person.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. He's a real human being. It, yeah.
3: it, it's funny. I, I remember seeing that Rhodes, his death scene. I think I saw it first, like, in some compilation. Or, like, mm. I remember mm-hmm. renting a VHS to some, I forget what movie it was, but I think there was a promo on it. For either Fangoria. This is this is, oh, this is a okay. long this time is, ago. And yeah. I remember seeing that movie and this trailer or promotional piece or whatever it was. And that scene was in it. And I remember telling myself, I have to watch this fucking what
1: movie is that? And then I found you out you are jogging some memories yeah. for me because I'm I think you are definitely right mm-hmm. because I remember seeing it was like a flash like a second yes. of him being ripped apart yes. at the beginning of some other movie like or some, maybe it was of some, different like death scenes or something and then yeah it, but it was literally just like a flash yes. second because I remember watching the movie for the first time at my buddy's house and going like oh that's where that's from yeah.
3: So there was some, pro- it was on some VHS tape before some movie. Mm. And I, I couldn't even tell you the movie, but it was, it was some promotion yeah. for something. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it was like a Fangoria promotion. Mm-hmm. I, I could right. see that being like in like 89, 90, because Fangoria is yep. still, you know, and it's, I guess in its prime at well, at that point. But, you know, I could see mm. them promoting some sort of like VHS. Cause I know they had their weekend of horror VHS, but I, don't, I think that might've been a little earlier. Um, but mm-hmm. it might be that. Who knows? It might have been their weekend <laughs> yeah. of horrors, VHS. But yeah, I remember seeing yep. that death scene before actually watching the movie and then renting the the movie at my local video store and then finally seeing it. And dude, I remember watching that. I was young. I might have been around the same, like around 11, 12. And I remember mm-hmm. looking away a lot because I was like, Fuck. oh yeah. Especially that one scene where the zombie I think he like leans over on the table, and his intestines was yeah. like just oh god, so gross. Yeah, they just spill they out on the floor. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah, I remember being like oh
1: shit, this is this is a rough. That's movie. the Doctor Frankenstein scene yeah. when he when Rhodes yeah. comes in and starts berating yeah. Doctor and all that. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then that's that's there's the, the other him.
2: zombie who's just eyeballs.
1: Yeah
0: yeah
3: yeah
1: yep. i think i saw day of the dead and reanimator the
3: same weekend i think i rented both of those uh, movies so like by the end of the weekend i was like fuck i just watched you a were just bunch completely gory- desensitized, yeah, I, was just desensitized. <laughs> I was like all right this isn't too bad now i could rent like house by the cemetery or like zombie like <laughs> lucio fulci zombie or something like that so <laughs>
0: yeah
2: so i think i i think i tracked it down what you guys were talking mm. about there is mm. there is a uh vhs series called fangoria scream greats there
3: we go Mm, okay
2: (laughs) and there's a there's a lot of clips there's a lot of clips of day of the dead in there okay yeah yeah, and then there's also talking to tom savini so there
3: you go so (laughs) yeah that might have been it i knew it was in that ballpark because i vividly remember it was a promotion for something and then Mm -hmm. that's how i I was like oh i want to watch that movie and obviously you're introduced to a bunch of horror movies because of
1: fangoria so right Yeah, that sounds like something my aunt would have had for sure. Like she loves all those like compilation, you know, VHSs and stuff. People being slaughtered for 45 minutes back to back. Yeah, Yeah. just concentrated. Yeah. Uh,
3: The best parts.
1: Uh, It's my turn, I think, right? yeah Louie you're on this is your last one so
3: yes this is my last one this is super lighthearted this is probably the most mm-hmm. like light- I don't know well nothing but nothing but troubles. pretty lighthearted I guess in a way mm-hmm. it's the <laughs> dark undertones there but uh, my next pick is the now I'm kind of cheating here because it's two scenes that are kind of connected in a way um, and it's from mm-hmm. Elvira Mistress of the Dark from 1988 I'm a big Elvira fan this was honestly this yeah, came yeah. to mind as well when I thought about food and horror Again, comedy, (laughs) horror. It's fucking Elvira. Come on. Like, who doesn't like Elvira? Um, And I don't think I need to get into the plot of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I think most (laughs) of your listeners, I'm guessing, if you don't, shame on you because it's fucking Elvira, Mistress of of the Dark. But I'll give you a a quick brief synopsis. Elvira, she's a horror host. She's tired of the abuse at the station she works at. She wants to be a showgirl in Las Vegas. She drives to Las Vegas road trip style. And of course, her car breaks down in some like backwoods town and everyone is uptight and conservative. And Elvira is not very loose, you know, Mm. obviously. And she Mm. the town wants her out of there. and She's kind of stuck there and she's teaching them, you know. She's teaching them about horror films and sex and all the kids love. How to her. lighten up how to and how it how it up. be yeah. not be as repressed and yeah, all really this. Really yeah. liberal. <laughs> kind of just you know, very loose. She just wants to show it all. Yeah. It's all viral. There's cleavage yeah. cleavage jokes <laughs> cleavage jokes for days and sex jokes for yeah. days. But that's basically the movie. I love it. And there's a scene, there's like this dude, I forget the character's name that lives in town. He's like this handsome stud guy and you know, jacked in shape and stuff. And you know, Elvira yeah. loves her. Wearing flannels flannel. Wearing flannel, you know. yes. She loves her fellows, she loves her her, her her muscular men, and she's trying to impress You know, uh, uh, this guy. Now, there's a plot point I missed completely. Basically, she's inheriting also money. I think that's why she goes to the town. Sorry. That's why she goes to the town. Her car breaks down. She's inheriting a house and and, uh, she inherits this cookbook or spellbook.
1: Because her yeah, aunt, the one I was gonna say, what's her other movie? That's the one where she's yeah. going to she's gonna be a showgirl. No, no, Elvira
3: uh, misses the darkest. She wants to be a showgirl in Las Vegas, and on her way to Vegas or something right. along those lines, she has to. Because the other
1: movie, which is like haunted, what's it haunted called? Hills haunted That, one's like that a period piece. has a similar plot similar too. it's like
3: a period but, piece and she goes to this house and it's something but the she's doing that.
1: a showgirl act in like yeah. transylvania. Yeah. Transl- it's something. always a showgirl <laughs> act with Elvira that's kind of
3: yeah, her yeah. thing but yeah she goes to this town because she's inheriting this house and this spell book mm-hmm, and she thinks right. it's money that's what it is I got the got the two plots confused there but she gets stuck the yeah. car does break down in this town but yeah she's trying to impress this guy she's got the spell book she's gonna make a casserole for the handsome fella. And what ends up happening is. She starts fucking up the ingredients. You know. And she doesn't have some of these weird things. That are in this recipe. And she adds Doritos to it. Or chips and all this other shit. <laughs> she sits on, sits the, on chip. the chips. That's my favorite part.
1: Yeah, it's, that's such a midwestern thing. Like <laughs> I don't know if that's something you grew up with. But no. growing up in, the, we're in western Pennsylvania. Which is basically. I live like almost on the Ohio yeah. border. Like it's the midwest. And. Casserole, everything's a casserole, yeah. and you either top it with stovetop stuffing crushed Ritz crackers or crushed potato yeah. chips <laughs> that's it and there's always cream of mushroom and or yeah. cream of chicken soup in it's it. funny because like
3: to me and I guess it's just where I'm, I'm born and raised from New York like I don't fucking mm. I don't I never saw that growing up so that's I, my biggest <laughs> problem with New York terrible
1: casserole culture there's No, I, didn't,
3: I, I did not eat it I probably didn't have a casserole until I was 25 years old or some shit So, <laughs> in all honesty so I could yeah. even culturally that just wasn't a thing for me growing up but yeah Yeah. she's making this cat this this casserole and she puts the chips on top of it she's really confident and all that and again she fucked up the ingredients so she takes the casserole out to this guy and she's all she's proud of it she opens it up and this creature it's like this reptile lizard thing erupts from it and she's so confused. They're trying to fight it off. And they're try- it's screaming and shrieking and biting at them. Yeah. And she's so confused. They rush it into the kitchen and they shove it into the garbage disposal and she's just hammering it down. It's, it's a ridiculous scene, but it plays into like the humor of Elvira, which is what I think is so great. Mm. And then she's got the line after it, it goes down the uh, garbage disposal. She goes, first time I was the appetizer for the main course so Mm. (laughs) just a silly (laughs) line it's all elvira's like known for one-liners and i just love Mm -hmm. how they incorporated kind of like a creature effect into a movie that doesn't really yeah. have that
1: many creature effects. No, in it. there's not really yeah. anything like supernatural, no. except for this scene and her being. a the <laughs> ending, I guess, where she's fighting her oh, like yeah, warlock
3: so. uncle or great grandfather. I forget what he is. And uh, yeah. you know, she's a witch, or she's the ancestor, like whatever. She's the great granddaughter of a witch. So yeah, I guess like it's just it comes out of left field. And I've always just liked this scene. And how she's trying, and what's what I love is the guy still wants to mess around with Elvira. Like, he's still into Elvira after this creature. No, that didn't, that didn't shake <laughs> didn't face him. He's still him at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was all about, yeah. listen, and I don't blame him. I get it. Respectfully, yeah. once again, it's Elvira. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, but yeah. that's the first scene. Now, there's another scene with a casserole in the movie that I always <laughs> thought was really funny. And she now, so the whole, the townspeople, they treat Elvira like shit and she wants to get back at them. I forget why the detail, why she wants to get back at them. They did something to her. Well,
1: the one woman's like spreading rumors, rumors about, about her. her. Yeah. And then they're trying oh, to like get the house I think, from her. I forget yeah. if it's
3: after the movie theater scene where they trick her with the tar on her oh, with the, yes, the, yes, the, yes. the flash dance scene where she's on stage and she's showing all the people, I forget what movie, and then they trick her. Mm. It's like Carrie, but it's like tar instead of, of feathers yeah. or water or whatever, oil, whatever she wanted to rub herself down in. But yeah. she wants to get back at the townspeople. So she makes the casserole thinking, okay, I'll take <laughs> this casserole to this like picnic event yeah. and they'll have to deal with this creature because it happened to her. Mm. So she takes the casserole, sits it on the table, walks away. The people start eating all the food, they start eating the casserole, and then out of nowhere, they start having an orgy. Everyone's super horny <laughs> and they all yeah. want to just fuck each other. The one really <laughs> shitty like girl sits on a guy's face, which is hysterical. Like He's just sitting there and she like sits on his face. They're like all half naked. And I think I think Elvira has a line where she explains that she like I guess she messed up on an ingredient. And that's why the, the monster yeah, didn't emerge. It was just made everyone horny.
1: <laughs> yeah. All the recipes like that's the funny thing. Like the recipes come from her great whatever great great aunt or grandma's cookbook and she's got all these magic ingredients it's like fucking worms and all type of weird stuff so she messed it up enough where instead of it being a monster yeah it's some sort of like Casserole that makes you super horny, which it's for me is all casseroles. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's,
3: it's like clams. It just makes people horny, I guess. I don't well, know.
1: it's all it's it's all these like old repressed Midwestern yeah. white people just like slapping each other's ass and dry humping in, in, in the in the in the in the park. Well, like yeah. I
3: put a spell on you is playing, which is which kind of right. It's I, I'm pretty sure it's I put a spell on you. Uh, it's it's playing yeah. over the scene, so it's just it yeah. works so well. And once again, this is another movie I saw. So at a really young age I think I must I think I saw this when I was like seven years old here. we got like WPIX and that's where I watch a lot of my yeah. my movies in New York and I remember just seeing that at a really young age and just not knowing what's going on but kind of knowing what you know what I mean? it was like yeah, I, yeah. I kind of What's going on? Just being a little confused. Something I don't understand
1: is happening. But I know I'm not supposed to be watching this.
3: (laughs) Like whatever they're doing, I'm not supposed to be watching this. But yeah, I just love I just love how like Elvira like it backfires on her twice, but in a good way, like, mm-hmm. like for the better with, with like the townspeople, the shitty townspeople, because she's trying yeah. to impress this dude and a creature pops out of the casserole. And then she tries to get mm-hmm. at the townspeople with the creature. And instead, it just makes them all horny and she still wins in the end. <laughs> so it's just great. And I love how the next day they're like, they're like at a meeting and he's like you're it's all awkward all, it's all awkward And he's like oh you are dry humping me and you were like an animal <laughs> a wild animal they're all like pointing yeah. fingers at each other like oh no it
1: was you came onto me and, and none yeah. of them know that
3: it was the casserole too they're completely oblivious right. to it they don't know that elvira tricked them and kind of basically poisoned them and made them like horn dogs so that's <laughs> yeah. it's just a great scene it's a great scene it, it involves food and i always just got it i always got a kick out of it it's fucking awesome
1: yeah that's such a fun movie yeah they the uh they actually great. just yeah one of my favorite lines was, i mean yeah she's known for like kind of vaudevilly mm-hmm. and kind of like one-liners is whenever she crashes the car or car breaks down and somebody runs into her, i forget but that's how she gets stuck in the town and the guy comes up to her that ends up being like the romantic interest and is like how's your head she goes She's like all like disoriented <laughs> and she goes, I don't know, I haven't had any complaints yet. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a, a lot of that in this every, everything such is, a great everything is everything is like cleavage jokes and stuff like that. That's just how yeah. and her her second movie, The Haunted Hill. I actually watched that recently because I think they, they did it on like the Joe Bob. Show yeah they on last, last drive and yeah. uh, they they yep. screened it I, I think it was for Halloween because it, it
1: was Cassandra Peterson was a guest yeah, yeah, I just yeah. read her book recently yeah. too
3: that woman li- she lived a wild life man it's uh oh yeah
1: crazy she crazy
3: crazy shit and it's crazy too because like with the, the whole elvira character it, it was like her last like attempt at fame and becoming an actress <laughs> it's crazy how her and now mm-hmm. she's just known. As Elvira, She'll, she's seventy-one years old and will forever just be like that's Elvira. That's Cassandra Peterson's Elvira. Yeah. Like that's, you know. So yeah, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, just a great movie. All fun movies. And you know, it's funny not thinking about it. Nothing but trouble. Elvira, Mr., Mistress of the Dark. That'd be a good double feature too. That'd be a good two good movies that'd to watch be. back to back. They that kind would of be. tonally sort of work. Bizarre, yeah. weird, dark humor and weird shit in there. They both work yeah unintentionally picked yep. two yep. movies that kind of work well together so.
1: <laughs> yeah well I'll, I'll i'll do my uh i'll do my last one and steve you did all yours right yeah so this, I'm is, done. this yeah. is our last one this one <laughs> would not mesh with those movies <laughs> necessarily i guess in the sense that it's like a black comedy but tonally this movie is just an absolute weird disaster and uh steve i i, I was uh we were talking about this before, so this is one that uh that uh steve hasn't seen yet so i'm excited to to uh um for you to check this one out louie i'm curious if you've seen it is uh 1987's blood diner mm-hmm.
3: i've seen blood Diner. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah blood Di- this is one when that i saw when i was a kid so i remember there was a video store independent little like mom and pop style video store like literally under an underpass in like the town up up from mm-hmm. me this was before like maybe right when blockbuster started coming in you know so like you would still you know there were still a lot of mom and pop stores but this was like the grimy dingy like video store that ones. was like <laughs> yeah that that was like you know if you don't bring it back tomorrow they're gonna call your house and harass you kind of thing <laughs> like and uh yeah and it was um it was and i would say like, man i wish i could remember the name but i think it was just called like oh you know what it was called like newsstand video mm. or something like that because it was a video store that was like a it was like a little bodega kind of store mm-hmm. um that ended up like getting movies to rent remember like in the when the you know video store boom really like was was taken off in the early 90s you would have s- stores that had no business renting movies yeah. just buy a bunch of vhs's and put them on like a spinning rack yeah, and go that. like we're a rental store <laughs> now you know yeah, yeah. um so I think this is a place that did that, and then it just slowly devolved into just own, pretty much only being a video store, but it was called Newsstand Video. Anyway, we rented Blood Diner from there. Me and my brother, my cousin, you know, we were probably, I don't know, you know, 12 mm-hmm. years old or something like that. Went and watched it. Loved it. We we're like, this movie's absolute batshit. We probably rented it four or five times, and then I didn't see it for 20 freaking years it was hard to find Until for may, a
3: while like that vhs was, was like sought after 200 dollars. then i think i know
1: even vhs yeah. like dvd cover like they, i don't know if it ever officially released Vestron but, video
3: released a blu-ray i think maybe four or five i actually i have that i have i think i have it yeah. um and it was for a while i remember people couldn't find i think dave has a copy of it that he got for a really good price and i think this the tape still runs for a
1: couple bucks it's it's a that's a gem right there well and even like the the blu-ray it is it's like still like 70 bucks or something like that like it's (laughs) maybe uh, now i tried to (laughs) Yeah, it was just I remember you're like you're you're right. It was hard to find for years Mm -hmm. and I could not find it anywhere. Uh, And it would be it was almost like that kind of like Holy Grail Mm -hmm. movie for me where I was like, I remembered it, but I couldn't. There was nowhere to watch it. And, you know, it was one of those ones when you're like at a, you know, flea market or you're at like a place looking through VHS tapes. It's the one you're hoping to <laughs> yeah. find kind of thing. Um, and then finally, I found a copy on Blu-ray a couple years ago. And now I think you can find it on like YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be on YouTube. Anyway, um, it's an absolute batshit bonkers movie. It is like this is what happens when um, somebody's making a movie and also cocaine like that's what this movie is i think it's just bat shit. I'm, i won't even get into the the, the plot too much but it, essentially what happens is it's this guy um name uh uh uncle anwar um is like this like you know, psychotic serial killer, whatever you come to learn that he was murdering all these people because he was trying to, like, uh, resurrect a goddess from five million years ago. And he had to do this whole like blood sacrifice feast thing. This was originally meant to be a sequel to Herschel Gordon Lewis's uh, blood, blood Feast, feast which yeah, is I think I remember you know, considered to be like one of the first like gore mm-hmm. movies, you know, um, gross out kind of gory horror movies. And then I think they started to write it and they were like, now nah, this is not going to make sense at all. Let's just make it our own movie. Um, but long story short, he gets just shot like, you know, um, Jason goes to hell style uh, <laughs> by all these <laughs> cops. And he eventually, um, his nephews, yeah. I believe it is, uh, kind of like pick up his mission of, you know, resurrecting this, but they're not necessarily bad guys like they're not really treated like bad mm-hmm. guys like tonally the movie is all over yeah. the place but one of the gr- like the the overall thing is they are trying to like lure in all of these victims by creating a a, a vegetarian restaurants yeah, where they feed if I remember people correctly. people it's
3: weird yeah they're like it's like they're <laughs> in infe- field but the, people don't know that they're feeding them human flesh
1: or some shit like no, that they think it's vegetarian yeah. cuisine but which is like if you're trying to v- <laughs> market as a vegetarian cuisine why like if it was like you know motel hell style yeah. and you're putting people in the sausage that makes sense but if you're trying to <laughs> like propo- this you know, plot uh, would uh, propose you this
3: plot t- would work better now where there's like beyond meat and beyond like impossible exactly. it's before yes. like, it's before it's it's ahead of its time this blood diner <laughs> yeah honestly i'm surprised this hasn't been remade yet that would be like the perfect that's exactly to what i was gonna say script. you
1: <laughs> you read my mind this is ripe right for a remake so's the stuff yeah. but this is um uh, yeah, it's so bizarre. So anyway, two scenes come to mind. There's a lot, a lot of gross out scenes yeah. in this movie, some of which just involve food, not actually people like <laughs> the shit they do with like vegetables or it's really <laughs> gross. But then there's also they make <laughs> they're trying to rebuild this, uh, this, this five million year old, I think her name's like Sheetar or something like that, uh, goddess, you know, Egyptian goddess or whatever. Anyway, they build Uh, um, a a woman out of vegetables, Mm -hmm. which is not really like they're trying to figure out how to do this whole thing. But then they eventually resurrect their uncle who started the whole ritual but they only resurrect his brain so he's like a brain with eyeballs in a jar which you put a brain in a jar i'm gonna watch it it doesn't (laughs) matter what it is um but the scene that really sticks out to me is at the diner counter and they're talking about so no food is actually being prepared necessarily although this movie is all about you know this restaurant and preparing food and killing people, putting them in the food and all that stuff. There's one scene where I remember when I finally watched this, I didn't remember it from when I was a kid, but I was like, am I like, did somebody slip something in my drink? Am I hallucinating? Because there's a scene where they go to check out this, this other popular diner and they're talking to this guy who ends up being a Significant character later, but he runs this other diner, and they're talking to him, and he keeps deferring questions to a customer at the counter. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think I who is I vaguely just remember. a
1: dummy. Yeah, I remember.
3: That. I think I know what you're talking about. It's
1: it's a dummy, a weird, not meant to look real at all. It's like a ventriloquist mm-hmm. dummy, but if it's made out of like paper mache almost but it has a beard and a cowboy hat (laughs) and the proprietor of the diner is almost doing like a ventriloquist act with him but no one else notices the cops think it's a real person but it doesn't look even remotely real and they're like asking about the other diner down the road and he's like When he does the voice, he like kind of does it like this, like (laughs) that's how his voice is. He's like, well, it's the way they season the food; it's a special recipe. (laughs) It's so weird, kind of. Oh my god! He has a cowboy hat. It doesn't make any sense. It never is explained. The whole movie is really dreamlike. If, 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 I haven't watched it it in a
3: while, but I just I remember it being really kind of hazy and just really odd and dreamlike. The
1: entire movie. It's so strange. Yeah. It is an absolute. It is one of the movies that comes to my mind when I think of like these bizarre, outlandish schlock horror movies that just feel like a fever dream. It's, Blood Diner is one of those. It's on, to the, me. It's on the top of the list. <laughs> it it yeah.
2: sounds like it would go great hand in hand as a double feature with Body Melt.
1: Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, this is the thing about it was, is when I was a kid, I remember it as being just so bad shit. And then, you know, as time goes on, you know, I remember that about a lot of movies. And then you watch it and you're like, ah, eh, it's not quite what I remembered. Mm. Well, finally, because I went, you know, a good... I don't know, maybe 15 years between viewings on this movie. And when I finally did, I was like, oh, no, it lives up to what I remember as being <laughs> just one of the most bat shit movies I've ever seen in my life.
3: <laughs> I have to revisit um, Blood Diner, too. It's been a long I, ha- I own a copy of it. I did not know the Blu-ray was yeah. out of print. I got to double look into that. But, yeah, I remember I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I remember Like the VHS boom when it first, like when it first came, came back, like when it was making a resurgence, Mm -hmm. I remember that was one of the like really popular tapes that everyone was talking about that and like black devil doll from hell. A lot of people couldn't find like Those were like two movies people (laughs) couldn't find. And I always remember Blood Diner was one of them. And, and I have to, it's been so long. I have to rewatch Blood Diamond. Oh, uh,
1: see now it now it looks pretty. It looks like it's pretty. It's easy Vestron, to nowadays. right? It's
3: Vestron. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I you can that. get
1: it from FYE yeah. for like thirty-five bucks. Yeah. It's not that bad. But I do remember like years ago trying to find it, and it was like extremely yeah. expensive. And maybe it was the a DHS that I was looking like for. At hundred, the time, I remember
3: the tape being like a, like the cheapest would be a hundred dollars and yeah yeah
1: no it's changed since it because now right now right now i'm looking at (laughs) you can get it on amazon prime the vestron uh collection series for yeah 23 (laughs) dollars. but uh, yeah (laughs) i remember back in the day when i was looking it up it was like it was freaking impossible to find
3: there you go you need a copy (laughs) of blood diner now now you know where to. (laughs) i'm literally ordering (laughs) it yeah i'm gonna find some place that's
1: not amazon to order it from (laughs) um but, um, all right. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. That wraps up our, um, our culinary escapades for today, boys and girls. I hope you appreciated it. Thank you, uh, Louis for joining us for this episode. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad we finally, <laughs> uh, got you on here. We've been talking about it for forever and, and, uh, uh it was a lo- it was a blast. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank
3: you for having me guys. It was fun. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Well, it's been like a year, right? Since we talked about it. Yeah, I know the show, it's so. been
1: forever. It, and we have other we're like we got to get we got to get there's like three or four other people that we've already <laughs> talked about getting on but uh, hey listen we're getting around <laughs> to it guys here don't don't rush me we're on we're disorganized over here um, but uh, yeah I, like I said if you haven't already when we talked about Top of the Tour go check out the Haunted Hangover it's an absolute blast especially if you're into you know spooky nostalgia and, and Halloween and all that sort of thing so I love the show you guys uh, sure will as well so um, Steve anything else we're forgetting anything else we got to do go check out uh, on the social medias at at halloween is forever on the instagram if you you know shoot us a dm or comment on that uh, post if you want to get in on the old secret satan for the month of december because we're gonna be talking about nightmare on elm street flicks. so uh maybe you want to get in there because you want to punish you know Meg and Steve for their insolence. Maybe you want to reward me, uh, don't reward you know, <laughs> for just for for being a, a, a kind and just champ. I don't know, but go on there and, and get involved. You and made follow us watch us on Chuck there. Norris movie. That's not kind and just, I did, but it was a Chuck <laughs> Norris horror movie. um But yeah, anything else I'm forgetting?
2: Blood Diner VHS from 1989, pre-owned. Buy it now, $69.99 with $3.94 shipping on eBay.
1: There you go. That's not too bad. That's not too not bad. Not terrible. Yeah. The, the, the market must be coming down or people were pulling out their copies from uh, from from their basements <laughs> and, and going, wait, I might be able to sell this shit now. Um, all right. Listen, I know what Santa Claus is bringing me now. That's <laughs> a copy of Blood Diner. Um, <laughs> Blood Diner on VHS and blue right go um all right boys and ghouls uh thanks as always for tuning in join us next week when we do some more spooky probably slightly vaguely holiday related shit for the halloween is forever crew i'm brian i'm steve and i'm Louie all right see you later bye